Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Red Hot Comic Book Movie News. Defenders of the Earth. Defenders. The Weekly Planet. The Weekly Planet. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Weekly Planet, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. My name is James, also known as Mr. Sunday, and with me, as always, Nick Mason. Well, boys, from the bush, and we're back in town. Remember that song? Something, something, something. Like exactly, that's right. You've been yeah. on a little holiday. I've been Down on a little holiday. I Down was. the river? I was in a river, yes. <laughs> that's terrific. Yeah. Just having the, the water washing over you, just yep. no, no, not a worry in the world, except drowning. Well, there was a moment when my daughter fell in the river. Oh, no. But luckily, somebody else got her out of the river who was you, closer. You were too far away. I was too far away. And also, bear in mind, if she's listening to this in the future, this person said that she was watching her. So I was like, okay. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. All right. So it, it was the other person's fault. Yes. Also, she didn't go under. It wasn't deep enough. It was just cold. Okay, so right. this, so this, when this comes out in my divorce. Sure, hearing, sure, sure. Yeah. This will all be evidence used to exonerate me, Mason. I think so too. Yes. Terrific. Uh, speaking of divorce, uh, thank you to those who attended my wife's first show in London. Uh, she's currently on tour. That's right. With album address. And so I'll do some dates later for what we're reading. Uh, but before we do that, Mason. Hello. We've got to d- talk so many big things this There's week. There's big news happened. This is right a... when you went on holiday. Th- what? Go on holiday again. More big news will break. Yeah, yeah. I think there might Off be, Mason. Off your trot. Get back in the river. Right now. <laughs> I wasn't in the river. Mm. Put my daughter back in the river. Put your daughter back in the river. <laughs> Terrific. It's, this is, how, you know, how a lot of, like, athletes and stuff. Yeah. They're like us, like elite athletes. They yeah, like a, us, yeah. They have a little uh, good luck charm, a little superstition before the game. They're like, mm. they'll put on the... Their special underpants or what have you. Oh, yeah. Yours, I think, is dunk your daughter in a river. <laughs> and then we get this sweet content. That's right, like a tea bag, like yeah. a magic tea bag. That's exactly right. Yeah. Mm. Like a screaming tea bag. Like a screaming tea bag. <laughs> anyway, none, wait, of, none wait, of this is admissible. That's true. It's all sarcasm. Also, great name for a punk band, I think, the screaming tea bags. <laughs> Anyways, Mason, news of the week. Oh, yes. We're going to do some more delays due to the writer's strike. We're mm-hmm. going to talk big updates on one of Netflix's finest, some casting for Superman Legacy. It's been locked in. Comic-Con woes. Trailers ahoy for Dune Part 2. Tom Cruise is out and about, oh, as you might He's be in aware. Australia right now. He's in Australia right now. That's right. Not, not in Melbourne. He's in not, Sydney. I not think. yet. I think they're probably just going to do Sydney. They don't Melbourne. come to Melbourne, Mason. Mm. Maybe when Ro- too far. Maybe when Rove Live was yeah, filming. Yeah, yeah. Not anymore. That's, well, Rove met him. Yeah, that's right. Didn't exactly. Didn't invite us, I noticed. I'm fucking believable. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, then- say hi to your mum for me. <laughs> and then we're going to get into 
Indiana Jones. I bet it's because they go, the, the stars are given the itinerary and they go. Is this the title of Indiana Jones? Indiana Jones and all the things that you're yes, saying? Yes, exactly right. <laughs> I, I bet the, I bet like your Tom Cruises and so forth, they get given the itinerary for the journey and they're like, okay, well, it's 14 hours to Melbourne, but it's 13 hours and 15 minutes to Sydney. And they're yeah. like, well, let's just go to Sydney. Then. Great. I'll run off the plane. <laughs> That's right. How much time does that take? Uh, and yeah, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which is the big movie everybody's always talking about. That's right. For this weekend. We'll never stop talking about it until next week when we maybe will briefly mention it again. Yep. Like some subsequent thoughts or like, we'll you know, talk about the end of the year when they're like, oh yeah, yeah. we saw that. Mm. They came out this year. That's right. Along with other movies that came out. Mm. Anyways, there are time codes below, which Collings, who edits this, put in if you do want to jump to anything in particular. But we're going to start with the death of a legend in oh, Alan Arkin. That's right. Very sad. Mason. One of the yeah. great character actors, I think. Absolutely. 50-year career at least, I Incredible. would say. Incredible. I mean, I saw a picture of him with hair and I'm like, wow, I, I had no <laughs> idea. Like, he's been around forever. He's been around since Alan Arkin had hair. That's right. You know what I mean? Born in 1934, so yeah. that's what we're talking about That's here. right. Uh, I reckon people would remember him, our listeners probably remember from Little Miss Sunshine. Yep. He's uh, got a, gra- a bunch of great scenes in that. Abigail Breslin has a really nice story about working with him. Mm. She posted to social media and whatnot. Yeah. Are you going to relay it here? I wasn't there. It's not my story to tell. Myself. Okay, well, then you should probably go to her in, uh, Instagram. <laughs> uh, he, he was in Argo. Yep. He was great in Argo. He's in a great movie from the 70s called The In-Laws with uh, Peter Falk. It's a good movie. Yeah, right, yeah. But but he was also in the movie Catch-22. Like, I'll see if I can find this. Yeah. He was in Catch-22. I haven't seen that movie. I've seen the new series. Maybe I'll watch that one. Mm. He was in Catch-22 and Mad Magazine did a parody of it. I think it was called Catch-All-22. Nice. Oh, here it is. Yeah, absolutely it was. So, and, but he wrote in to Mad Magazine. He wrote, I was struck deeply by the richness of your Catch-All-22 piece. The beauty of the artwork and the sensitivity of the prose merged into a fine and vivid tapestry. The only criticism I had was your occasional attempt at humour, but it was so slight that it didn't really affect the main fabric of the piece. <laughs> With admiration, Alan Arkin. <laughs> Very good. Gross Point Blank. That's right. He was in. Mm. The Rocketeer. Yeah. Which is a lot of fun if you've ever seen. If you're looking for an Indiana Jones-esque romp. Then the watch Rocketeer. The Dial of Destiny. Watch The Dial of Destiny, obviously. Mm. Rush to cinemas and then watch Captain America. <laughs> you don't really one. have to rush to cinemas. I mean, you have to rush to cinemas in the sense that you won't be able to watch it in like three weeks. No. Well, you should – like because if, if you want to watch it, you're an old man. So go as fast as you can As to you cinemas. can safely. Go <laughs> yeah. as fast as you can safely. Yeah. Mm. Obviously get one of your family members to drive you to if the cinema. Could, you could get an escort. That would yeah. be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, was in, he was really funny. And get, get, your, get, your, get, a, get one of your children to navigate the online purchasing of a ticket. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really funny in Get Smart, which mm. is an okay movie, but he he was great in. Uh, and Glengarry Glenn Ross, of course. Right. So, yeah, just incredible roles all around. Great innings and fantastic career. Mm-hmm. Apparently a very nice bloke. So, yeah. According to Abigail Breslin. Yeah. If and, she's ever going to tell us that story. And nobody else. That's right. Stone cold silence from the rest of the cast of Little Miss Sunshine. That's right. I assume. What's, what's Dano got to say about this? What's Steve Carell got to say about what this? What do you got to say? Probably... Probably similar nice stories. Is he in that movie? Steve Carell? Yeah. Yes. He's the dad. I thought it was. No, it's, it's Greg Kinnear, isn't it? No. It's Steve Little Car- Miss Sunshine. Yes, it's Steve Carell. You're thinking of the movie Mystery Men. No, you're thinking of the movie Get Smart. Fucking is him. He's They're in- both in it. Yeah. Yeah. But he, Greg Kinnear's the dad though, right? So who's Steve Carell? Maybe he's the uncle. I can't remember. Oh, my God. Wow. Mm. It's very indie, just looking at these images. Extremely, extremely twee indie from that era. <laughs> My goodness. Anyways, yes. uh, we've, got, we've got to move it along. 
And we're going to talk about delays, but it's good because pay your writers money. If you wouldn't mind. Uh, there might be an actor strike. That's right, yeah. we talk about this week. Mm-hmm. Early days, obviously. Now, I would like to bring this up most weeks just to let people know that the reason why there is a delay and there's going to be a slew of absolute junk, junk content over the <laughs> next year is because people aren't being paid properly. That's right. And I know some people might say, well, actually, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Mm. But just pay people the money, you know, that they can live with. Also, there's no valid points in what you just said then. Exactly. You just said whatever, it whatever. It didn't even make any sense. Try to think of a coherent point if you're going to God. come at us. If you're going to come at us as an obvious straw man that we've made up, <laughs> if you could at least say some things <laughs> in that sentence. But you didn't, did you? <laughs> and that's typical of you. QED, we've got him. We've absolutely got him there. So Eric Kripke gave an update on The Boys mm. Season 4. And he wrote uh, on Twitter, Update 1. When Season 4 drops depends on how long the hashtag WGA strike goes. No answer yet. Tell the studios to make a fair deal. So a fan asks, how did this? How is the show affected seeing as it's already been filmed and the production is wrapped? And Kripke revealed that there's a good amount of dialogue where, which we write in post that the actors come back to record called ADR to help bridge story gaps or clarify plot points. So he stressed that writing must be at every stage of the process. Mm. And that is true. There's not just a script and it's locked in. Again, That's we've true. talked about this. There's rewrites on the day. There's improvised mm. things, as mentioned. There's ADR. There'd be a lot of cut-to-news reports and... Yep. Etc. Exactly. A rude thing happened on the boys. <laughs> Very rude. This is the rudest <laughs> thing the boys have done yet. <laughs> anyway, you can use that if you want. That's fine. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We we're don't not, mind. We're not bound by the the, the, the WGA, so you can use that. We'll scab for you. Yeah. Someone. It was. It was gross too. Yeah. That's right. Somebody exploded. It was that's gross. Right. Some went in an orifice, <laughs> but not the one you're thinking. A new and different one. You haven't seen this on the show yet, but boy, was it rude. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff should be going out of that, not into it. <laughs> Bloody hell. Yuck. Yeah. Mm. Makes good TV, though. Boy, does it. Mm. I was speaking uh, of. I was going to say, uh, uh, before I forget, also according to different sources, Deadpool 3 is either finished or it's not finished yet. Like they know. just knocked it I mean, out in a week. they moved it forward. Yeah. So, so I, don't, I don't know. Who knows? We'll find out, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the plan is there, but everything worked out fine the last time. A Deadpool movie <laughs> happened during the writer's strike. Yeah. Scott from NerdSync did a video on that as well. All right. Like in relation to Deadpool and the writer's strike and all that, if you're interested. Uh, but anyway, Mason, what we have to do right now, and yes. you're going to hate this, we're going to have to put down our phones and stop watching the movie Red Notice. Oh, which well, we're come on. both watching on separate devices and on this television <laughs> in this right. room. Yeah. And on the fridge. Yeah. We put it up on the fridge. Just for a second, but good news, it's because Red Notice 2 may be on the way. Yes. Now, as people know... Redder still. This is the... Damn, this red notice is even redder. <laughs> that must mean we're in more trouble and we need more celebrity cameos. Woo! So, as people may be aware, mm-hmm. red notice is touted as the thing that has been watched more than anything else mm. ever. That's right. And we know that's true. Absolutely. Uh, why would Why would a streaming service which relies on... It concealing its viewing numbers lie to us about yep. any streaming numbers, and also to also boost their numbers, but also not pay people. We've mm. talked; it's that weird yeah. lie. It is. Oh, you it? heard about Squid Game this week? So the guy who made Squid Game just didn't get paid, like residuals, like yeah, he barely yeah. got paid because he was in the position where he had that idea, and, yeah. and they were like, "We we want that. Yeah, we'll take that." But also, in order to put it up and get it made, we're not going to pay you. And it's it made them nine hundred million dollars. By the yeah, way, right, yeah, right. Mm. so yeah, yeah, whatever. Well, it's fine. He doesn't need any of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they will make the reality TV version. Yes. Because it's cheaper. Because it's way they cheaper. They don't need anybody to write anything. That's right. Yeah. And if you just get everybody to sign waivers, you can kill them. It's fine. <laughs> That's right. Collider spoke with Gal Gadot. 
And mm. she said, we're talking about it. Red Notice 2. Oh, yeah. No doubt. I don't know if I can say anything. I already read the second script and it's woo. <laughs> we're all very excited about it. Aren't we? I don't she means she... us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all very excited. <laughs> we were in the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're very excited. Thank you. Yeah, so there you go. Now, as someone who has watched Red Notice, yep. you, both of us have. I You've just never watched I it. I haven't. <laughs> I want to. Yeah. I really want to, Mason. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I want to. But what happens is you go to Netflix and you like click on Red Notice and it's like, sorry, too many people watching it currently. <laughs> Try back again in 30 minutes. It's like getting Taylor Swift tickets. Exactly. Watching Red Notice. Get in line. How was this in terms of sequels? Do the characters of Red and Notice, like, do you feel like they're. Oh, I'm sure that, like, um, you know, it, it was very built from the ground up around the idea of, well, you know, the, the next adventure's on the way. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there wouldn't be a problem Who did there. they run into at the end to tell them there's a next adventure on the oh, way? Oh, they didn't, but it was just, if if I can spoil the plot of Red Notice, and obviously I can because everyone's seen it so, <laughs> multiple times, if I recall the, the, the reveal was even though it looked like there were three independent operators, The Rock and Gal Gadot's characters are married, I think. Oh. And then so, so they were actually working together. It was like the Ryan movie Reynolds. Maverick, the movie where the two Mavericks in it were actually father and son Mavericks. That's right. Mel Gibson mm-hmm. and James um, yeah, 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 yeah. Maverick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. James Garner. Yes. Wow. They took the Maverick movie twist? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they great. said it at the time. Ryan Reynolds was like, this is a very Maverick movie twist, wink. So does... <laughs> This is so maverick. Does Ryan Reynolds, so do you think in a new movie, Ryan Reynolds will also have a wife? He might have a wife. We could get a wife in. Damn, that's crazy. His actual, we could get Blake Lively. Actual oh, yeah. wife. Actual wife, yeah. That could work. Right. Great. Well, this sounds exciting. Yeah. Not as exciting as this, though. Go on. Superman Legacy casting announcement. Ooh, two big confirmations. This is very exciting. That's right. Uh, David Corrinsweet. We're assuming that's how it's pronounced. Yep, until he, pro- uh, until he pronounces it a different way. Mm. He's going to be Clark Kent slash Carlisle slash Superman. Mm. And Rachel Brosnahan. That's correct. As Lois Lane. Now, uh, uh, they've both been on House of Cards, which is interesting. Sure. I don't know a lot about David Corrinsweet. He's in Pearl, which is the... the yeah. um, the prequel X prequel, X, yes. Yeah. Rachel Brosnahan, people will know, obviously, is Midge Maisel, uh, mm. uh, aspiring uh, housewife and aspiring stand-up comedian yep. in uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But uh, our listeners will probably better know, uh, know her as that woman who wouldn't give up that gosh darn golden arm. <laughs> in, the, in, that, in the episode, the golden arm of whatever that Quibi series was. That's right. She just wouldn't give up that arm. You thought it was the woman from Westworld, but it wasn't. It was that's, this woman. That's right. It's a different woman. <laughs> yeah. She's in that. 50, 50 States of Fright is what that's it was right. called. The uh, the Quibi series that promised to do 50 horror stories in one in each state of America, but did like two. I loved it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Genuinely. Sam yeah. Raimi directed it. Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting that they uh, both of these actors have been in sort of period movies, yeah. like, you know, set in the past. So they've got I, – I imagine they got str- screen tested for, like, modern day, but also, like, what if we give them a little retro look? What if we give them, like, a yeah. golden age Superman and Lois Lane look and see yeah. how, how that works out? I think there might be a bit of that. Mm. Um, James Gunn has taken to Twitter and he said, accurate, they are not only both incredible actors but also wonderful people. Now, apparently they beat out the likes of Nicholas Holt and Tom Brittany mm. plus Emma Mackey and Phoebe uh, Dynever. Okay. Some of those names I know and some I do not. Yes. So we've got another British Superman and a criticism has been, well, is this he British? guy. I believe so, isn't he? No, he's he? American. Well, we've got another American Superman. <laughs> okay, great. Just like Christopher Reeve. Yep, he's who, American. Who I think is American and not Canadian. Is mm-hmm. he? I thought yes. I just th- assumed with that name he was British. He was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Whoa. He was born with a Philly cheesesteak by his side. <laughs> I think that's beautiful. That's great. Yeah. You lie a baby on it and you keep them warm. That's right. Like the steak and the baby. That's right. Yeah. Uh, graduated from Juilliard. That's not bad. Yep. 
Okay. Do you think he's too skinny? I know you said that. I never said that, but also <laughs> people remember HGH exists. And by that I mean natural, natural working out, all That's right. natty. All natty. That's all how the they time. all do it. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I mean, I again I don't really know much about him, but I like the idea of bringing in somebody who's not a not super well known as Superman. Mm-hmm. Yep. But if, you know, if if they say that he can embody this character and whatever, whatever, then great. <laughs> Which was the official statement. You That's can right. Body this guy, whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. whatever. <laughs> uh, apparently, two Skarsgårds also might be up the, for the role of Lex Luthor. Which ones? The father and son. Great. <laughs> what do you think of that? But there's a bunch Stellan, of fathers and star- sons, aren't there? But of, of Skarsgårds. Yes. Is there? Is it there? Well, there's. Oh, there's Bill. Yes. Has he got a brother? He probably has a brother, right? Aren't they all? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. How many of these Skarsgårds are actually related and how many are not related? I think they're all related. So Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, Stellan Skarsgård's the dad. Yes. Has he got a brother? He's the one in um, Rogue One prequel. Yes. yes. Yeah. Hang on, let me check. Okay. Brother. Oh, it's brother. interesting Nicholas Holt has missed out on Batman and Superman. Yeah. Well, he might be Batman. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. It's, yeah, we don't, be, we don't know yeah. for sure yet, do we? I yeah. guess, yeah. Mm, no, He's I not the know. Batman, but he could be a Batman. Yeah, absolutely. Nicholas Holt is a Batman. A Batman. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently Alexander and Bill. So okay. one was Tarzan and recently in succession. Mm-hmm. One was the clown from It. That's right. I think either of those are great choices. Yeah. You know, that's fine. Mm. I want to – I like a big Lex Luthor. Yeah, Give me a sure. big one. Mm-hmm, sure. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, someone who's, like, formidable. Mm. I like that idea a lot. So, yeah. you know, Jesse Eisenberg, it might, might have been your favourite Lex Luthor, but I think they could have taken that in a different direction, and now they can. That is perfect. Yeah. That's great. There you go. I'm still holding out hope for Dave Bautista as Dr. Hugo Strange. I, think I, think, that would be, I like that. That would be cool. I would be shocked if he does not appear in, mm. this, in the DCU, Mason, yeah. as a character. Unless he's already appeared. Let me think. Is he in the Suicide Squad? No, he was going to be, but then mm. he got... Glass Onion? No, I think he got... Um, it was either that... I think he did the Snyder movie instead. Okay. Oh, okay. Army of the Dead. Yeah, but he was going to be in it. All right. So, yeah. There Terrific. you bloody go. There mate. I bloody go. Again. Yeah. There you go again. Yeah, there I go again. Well, it's not every day we get a new Superman. The last time was like 2011. So, well, for movies, I should mm. say. But, you know. So and I is... said at the time, too skinny. Did you? Yep. And he was right. Yep, that's right. He was right, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, no matter how far that, that Henry Cavill bulks up, he'll never be he'll never be thick enough for me with two Cs. You watching the the Witcher season three? Nope. Everyone hates it, basically. Do they really? Apparently. I don't know. I didn't watch the end yeah. of season one or season okay. two. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're in a position where obviously that version of the character is not going to exist in the next season. It's going to be Liam Hemsworth. Apparently there's going to be an uh, in-universe reason why he looks different. Oh, some sort of snake oil potion Yeah, like or a jar of acid gets thrown at him yeah, and, right. and he gets a witch shoots him in mm. face and whatever. Or he says, I wish I looked like Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> and the genie's like, I guess. I can make you Chris, but you've locked into it now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That's fun. If it happens, they could cancel. Oh, it's not filming. <laughs> not currently, okay, I believe. Great. But okay. yeah, terrific. Any, well, because writer strike. Oh, yep. Mason. Hello. DC. Ooh. As in the DC, you are also skipping Comic Con this year. That's right. Which makes DC, Marvel, Star Wars. I don't know. Probably this, Indiana Jones. What is this Comic Con going to be about then? Comics. Yuck. Yucky. I'd rather not. Yeah. I'd rather not. Thank you. Yeah. No. No. No, sir. But, you know, that does – it does leave the door open for announcements in, you know, maybe some image stuff, maybe a new universe is starting. Yeah. Maybe the Miller World on Netflix. Maybe the Miller World will, you know? will announce and cancel another thing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's always yeah. that opportunity. So it's interesting that even though they've done this casting, 
they're still not going. Like, because they could be like, here's your Superman and Lois or whatever. That's true, yeah. But, you know. Ooh, I guess big finale for Superman and Lois. Did you? Did, are you, are you I ha- I'm not up to date. Oh, that won't spoil it for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need to watch that show mm-hmm. right now. All right, Mason, let's, let's do let's it. Let's turn off. You know, let's not turn off Red Notice. That's right. Let's finish We've Red. We've got enough screens <laughs> that we can do all this. But give us a minute to think. We make this happen. We can we continue to watch Red Notice on all our screens and we can watch an additional thing. <laughs> uh, we'll switch the podcast off and that'll give us a screen there to watch. It'll give us the Superman juice. and Lois. Or we could watch Red Notice on a fourth uh, screen. That's a great point, actually. From the start. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> great. Trailers Ahoy, though. Dune Part 2 has a second trailer. What am I doing? (laughs) But I liked it. Thanks. This one has Elvis in it. That's right, yeah. That guy. Now he's a a big, bald, white Elvis boy. Yeah, I mean, if you were were questioning Austin. It's like fighting a sperm. Yeah. (laughs) Just one big one. (laughs) Flapping about. Um, if you were uh, if you were questioning Austin Butler's commitment to changing his look, if you're like, well, this guy's, you know, he's made it as a big sex symbol, he's Elvis and he's all yeah. this sort of stuff, he's not going to turn into a weird pale sperm freak. <laughs> well, he is. He did it. <laughs> what do you think of that? Too bad. Yeah, man. Uh, but it'd be funny if he was still doing the Elvis voice. <laughs> he's just locked into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. cannot escape it. Have you watched that yet? No, I haven't. Yeah, me neither. Okay, great. Maybe one day. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, the, I mean, the trailer looks great. The spice must flow. <laughs> oh. I was going to say some things about his life which I don't like, yeah, but I, I don't need to. Yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to. People are filling those blanks if they want. <laughs> but, yeah, the trailer looks incredible. Mm. Um, so it's been a couple- I'm going to get you, Paul Atreides. I'm going to get you. <laughs> He's got his knife. I'm all shook up. That's right. And I'm going to get you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... The, the last one did okay. Mm. It also released to streaming at the same time, but it's still oh, that's got, right. it got a pretty good following. Mm. Cast is great. I mean, it's I thought it was terrific. Yeah. And the cast is great and continues to get even greater. Exactly. With the, the arrival of Christopher Walken mm-hmm. as the emperor. That's right. Hello. Is, he says. Hello. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. I'm here. Hello. That's my Christopher Walken. Did you see, I saw this clip. It's been around for a while, but it, it was on Twitter recently. It was Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. Mm. He was on, they were, they were on SNL as the musical guest and Christopher Walken was the host. Mm. And Christopher Walken comes up to him and asks him, because he's got to introduce the musical act. He's like, where do you put, where do you put the emphasis on the, on, the, on the band's name? And so Dave Grohl was like, oh, you do it on Fighters. And so Christopher, you watch the clip, Christopher Walken comes out and he goes, ladies and gentlemen, for Fighters. It's so good. Why, why would it, there doesn't even need to be any emphasis. There doesn't at all. You're absolutely right. They're just two separate words. That's great. I mean, the scale of these movies looks, they Immense. look ridiculous. Mm. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to actually see this one in cinemas because we couldn't for the last one. But also the news was this week that Dune 3 is happening. That's right. It's going to be an adaptation of Dune Messiah. Oh. Now some of this yes. was adapted into the Children of Dune 2003 miniseries. Oh, Children of Dune. Children of Dune. That had James McAvoy. And, oh, James um, McAvoy. Now that's, I assume, I, haven't, I don't know anything about Dune Messiah. Uh-huh. Um, I think that might be the one where Paul Atreides turns into a big worm. <laughs> Does that happen? Yeah, I think so. And he'll be like, he'd be like, Zendaya, would you still love me if I was a worm? Because mm. I'm going to be a big worm. Oh, really? Maybe. Or his son becomes a worm. I'm not sure. Yuck. Yeah, well. I would say yuck. <laughs> no, thank you. But he's still got the hair? Mm, how much of it? Because he's got Just the same. Just one wet strand. <laughs> no. 
Okay. He need the worm has to have the whole hair. The, yeah, it yeah, has yeah. to grow to yeah, the same yeah, size. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. 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 Because these books get wild. So three is where it gets wild, do you think? I guess. I don't know. I, I only read the first Dune. Okay, so. great. Because obviously the first movie yes. is, is the book split up into two, right? Yes, right. Yeah. But also Warner Brothers, they really need a win. This year. I mean, a lo- most of the companies, Disney <laughs> need a win, yeah. a bunch of them need a win. They need a win or they need a big enough loss to for them to realise that the the idea, the strategy going forward is perhaps not make every movie $300 million. Mm, interesting. You know? Yeah. Because then every movie doesn't tie, it, it doesn't tie the success of your movie with your business continuing to exist. Like it isn't that threat there anymore. Right, you know, yeah, if you yeah. just made some cheap movies. Sure. Yeah. Speaking of, did you you didn't watch No Hard Feelings yet? Which one's that? That's the Jennifer Lawrence. No, the, did you the see sex it? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. She's doing the rounds though. Doing the rounds. Doing the hot right. ones. Doing the hot whatever. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh, did you have any follow up questions about that movie? No, I was just curious. But I mean, that's just a, a lower budget. Yeah, you know, movie such we don't see so much no more. I think it's doing okay for what yeah. it is, but comedies jet comedies do not do well at That's the right. moment because mm. they mostly it's that same thing of like the Pixar animated thing where people were just like, well, I'll watch this on streaming. Yeah, why, why mm-hmm. go to the cinemas? That's you know? true, and all of mm. that. Speaking of cinemas and yes. why you would go to them, mm-hmm. Tom Cruise he's out and about and he's promoting movies in general. That's right. You seen oh, those pictures? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, we had um we had Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie yep. buying a bunch of tickets to the upcoming big blockbusters to Oppenheimer and But uh, they only did it because Tom Cruise did it. Oh, you think so? I think so? you'll find Tom Cruise did it first. Tom Cruise did it first. Well, that's that's par for the course with Tom yeah. Cruise, isn't it? It's on his Twitter. Mm-hmm. If you can access it. This summer is full of amazing movies to see in theaters. Congratulations, Harrison Ford on 40 Years of India, one of the most iconic characters in history. I love a double feature, and it doesn't get more explosive <laughs> or more pink than one with Oppenheimer and Barbie. I love The Flash also. He, he, didn't, say, he didn't say that. But he said that in the past. So I think it's fair to tie it to this. <laughs> yeah. I think. I think he should have stood in front of the poster with a ticket. That's right. And I know he's already seen it, but mm. you know he could have supported the movie The Flash. That's right. Which is yeah. a terrible movie. Anyway, it set off, a, as you said, he mm. started the trend and it set off a trend. And so we got we got, we got got Greta Gerwig and, and Margot Robbie in front of posters while buying their tickets. And that's a bit of fun. Yep. Uh, do you think we're going to get uh, Christopher Nolan and Killian Murphy no. just looking morose in front of Barbie? Absolutely not. No. It's a shame. I would love that. Yeah. If any of them were going to do it, I guess it'd be Killian Murphy. Mm. He seems like a normal guy. He does seem like a normal guy. I don't right? know whether that's true. Yeah. Maybe he's like a weird Daniel Day-Lewis guy where he's too normal, where it's mm. like you're too artisanal to be normal. Yeah right. You know you're always you would you make your own nails for your house or whatever he, yeah. he's doing. <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't yeah. know what he's doing. Yeah, he's up the bag. He's up the bag. He's got a some sort of furnace and he's <laughs> making batches of nails. He makes six nails a day. <laughs> he's building a house. Yeah, but yeah, he just seems like you see him in interviews. He's just like, yeah. yeah. I don't know how I got here. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, I did a couple of sad Irish movies and then all of a sudden I'm here. I yeah. don't know what happened. Yeah, there we go. But I also think this thing with Tom Cruise, like promoting other movies, this very transparently to me says that he's also getting his face out there for Mission Impossible. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. which I think is going to be big. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if, off the back of the previous ones and Top Gun, and he is one of the few people in himself, which is like a is like a known brand that he's people one of the last like at movie the moment, stars, you yeah. Know? And not only like a movie star, but a movie star that has delivered mm. lately. Yeah, you know. And I know we've got like the Mummy or whatever, but if you look at his track record, it's it's been very good. So I think this just this also serves as a way for him to promote himself, which I think is smart, mm. you know, and he's normal. And we both think he's we normal. We both think he's normal, exactly right, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. I feel I saw a tweet this week. It was about, I'll never find it, but it was about how um, 
the movie industry, you know, is is sort of in flux right now. Yeah. And this this upcoming slate of movies is sort of really important because if if this stuff does well, mm. then it sort of it proves to movie executives that that all this stuff is everything's going well because like Barbie, we've got an existing IP. Yep. That if if that does well, it's like well, you can just you can just make. Movies out of toys and stuff. You can keep doing Mario. Exactly, Mario. Exactly. If uh, you apparently know, it's tracking well. Yeah, yeah. If Mission Impossible does well, it's like well, then you can get a star in it, and a star will yeah you know, do whatever. So look, I'll never find it, but I uh, it, mm. it seems it seemed to make sense to me. Okay, fair enough. Also, I found that tweet uh, that was uh, we mentioned earlier. This is Mark Harris, who mm. I believe is an author, oh. and he said. It's hard to overstate the degree to which Hollywood is now looking at three movies, Mission Impossible 7, Barbie and Oppenheimer, not only to succeed but to solve industry problems that no three films can solve. Mission Impossible 7 is for the movies are back baby crowd, Mm -hmm. uh, the execs who have been waiting since Top Gun Maverick for the victory lap and who are holding fast to the belief that franchises and stars, no matter how old or ageing, are still a viable path forward. (laughs) Barbie is for people who believe that mining existing IP is a creative path as long as the talent is younger and the existing IP hasn't been overly exploited by movies already. Mm, Or Uh, underexploited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say. Yeah. And Oppenheimer is for the romantics, the people who want to believe that a studio handing a first-tier director a pile of money to take a big adult crazy swing and something remains a chance worth taking so there you go adult movie not an adult movie well yeah that that's would what... be number four i assume mm, yeah. yeah that's right okay that makes sense to me yeah I think. but so i too. think like some of the lessons in that might uh askew like that tom cruise thing that give an old guy money and whatever, whatever yeah, yeah that applies strictly to tom cruise it does well that's exactly <laughs> but see that's the thing that's what i think is being said here it's like they're clinging on to the idea yeah. of that yeah you can just bring in a guy who everybody loves but realistically you can't it's tom cruise and no one else at this point? Who's left? Hulk Hogan? Yeah, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, bring Suburban Commando too. Let's make that happen. Santa with muscles too. Yeah, he's yeah. still got muscles. That's exactly right. Santa with slightly less muscles because he's much mm. older. But there was also, I think, some sort of maybe some sort of earnings call this week with Mattel or Hasbro or something like that yeah. where they're like, look at all the stuff we have and we can make a, a bloody... A Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yep, that worked. <laughs> but also, what about the Viewmaster movie? Wow. You know? Look well, you, you look through that. Yeah. See all sorts of. That's right. Just a picture. Yeah, you do, <laughs> mate. Now let's make that a movie. Let's make it a movie, baby. <laughs> My goodness. Mm. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother Or sales. I definitely prefer... Don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, NYX, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, 
but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effects. You've probably heard this or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash Weekly Planet. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET 
and Mashable, visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet, and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. Mason. Hello. In the tradition of this guy you love, he's now old and he's in another movie. That's right. Comes Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. He's going to save movies. He's going to save movies. Mm. One movie at a time. That's right. Starting with this one, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. So on a budget of between $250 to $295 million. Allegedly, but probably more. I reckon it's more. I think it's probably more. I know people have also justified this by saying... Uh, a number of things, including that it was filmed during the pandemic and obviously there was a, there's a big uptick in what everything costs mm. due to, you know, various things in place well, and whatnot. Well, guess what? I'm putting, a, I'm putting a moratorium on that. No, <laughs> mo- After this, no movies are allowed to say, well, we, mo- we made it in the pandemic. Yeah. We made it in a pandemic. That's why it's expensive. That's it. Too bad. We're drawing a line in the sand. That's right. Yeah. A dune-like and, line in the sand. Thank you. And it's also been said that they got like $50 million in tax cuts for filming in certain places or whatever. Mm. But even if you take all that into account, yeah. this is bad. So in the, <laughs> You're saying the, 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 the box office is oh, – the, the expenditure and also in relation to the box office is bad. Yes. Now, I'm gonna, now, a bit later in this, I'm going to go into why specifically I think this is underperforming, mm. but we'll do a bit of the spoiler free yeah. review first. But I think it's interesting, and I think we've probably briefly touched on this before, but the reason that these movies, these movies exist in the first place, the Indiana Jones franchise, is because when Lucas came off Star, Wars, the Star yeah. Wars, which yep. was so expensive for the time, it made yeah. a lot of money, but, well, you know – Mind-bendingly expensive at the time. They went. Let's do. A, let's do a cheap one. Yeah. Let's do a thing that's just a funny little well, pulp adventure, it and was, it'll be on the cheap. It was more expensive than the first Star Wars, mm. but yeah. But the budget wasn't like it was big for the time, but it wasn't like astronomical. Yeah. It wasn't a huge swing. Well, this is astronomical and yes. a huge swing, and it. But that also paid off four times. That's true. Yeah. Even the bad one, yeah. the Last Crusade. Mason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. So the U.S. Weekend, opening weekend for this was $60 million and $70 million international. And I can't stress enough, that is bad. Mm. I mean, that like the Flash was bad. This is probably worse than the Flash because the budget is probably more. Yeah. But it's it's all bad. Like, mm. I mean, we don't really know what any of these are worth, but it's bad. That basically. seems bad, yeah. Anyways, what do you think the story was? Oh, right. Well, it's the 60s. Yeah. Uh, that That's groovy, baby. For some. It's very groovy for some, less groovy for others. Yeah. It's not groovy for Professor Henry Jones Jr. Because nope. he's all like, I'm sad. I'm, I'm sad and I'm alone and I live in a little apartment and I'm, I go to work and everybody's like, hey, daddy-o. <laughs> hey, hip cat. That's right. And I'm like, shut up. I don't get it. I don't get it and I don't like it. <laughs> I just want to kill. <laughs> I just want to go out in the field and kill. It's my favourite thing to do. But nah, but uh, but uh, guess what? Uh, what? Stuff, stuff from his past is going to re-emerge. Yeah. He's going to go on an adventure, one last adventure, one That's last right. time. That's right. Think about that. And that stuff, it's Nazis. Yep. Yeah, there's a, there's a few of them. Yeah. Yeah, they're all running about. It's actually a, a bad thing to do. I'm gonna <laughs> Run <my> about? <laughs> no, that's fine. Safe? Okay, right. It depends what you're doing. Mm. Running about in itself, the, the idea of that. What I about love. I'm running around with an open pair of scissors? Where are you running? Uh, in the house? That's fine. Outside? That's fine. I'm a Nazi? That's not fine. But I don't have the scissors. That's fine. <laughs> but you can't be a Nazi. Okay, all right. All right, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, the little little adventure is is on the way. Yeah. A big adventure. So how do you how do you feel about this one? I liked it. 
I I liked. We've had some distance, by the way. Yeah, we watched this last like more than a week ago, I think. Mm. Uh, and you've since been on holiday, mm-hmm. and I've since stayed home and stewed on it. Yep. And uh, and look, we I also were, stewed on it. Look, we were we were you know some might say we were lured by the the uh, incredible the lavish <laughs> opening. You know, we, we got we got premiere tickets. Yeah, there was boy, a man. There was a man there named like Whippy Whipperson or something, and he <laughs> did a bunch of whip tricks. And you might think while we <laughs> waited out in the cold. Yeah, how long did he whip for? Probably about thirty minutes. <laughs> And let me tell you, yeah. 20 seconds in, you see everything that... You got it. You got you it. Got he's it. good at it. He's, 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 he's one of the best, so one he of the said. Best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and did he just have one whip? No. Let me tell you, that absolutely did me no favours going into this. <laughs> you sure? Because I was... I mean, there was a limited amount of whips in this, but I think if there had been slightly more, I would have been like, I've had my fill of whipping. Right? We did 30 minutes of whipping and now he's whipped twice in this movie. Yeah, there was not yeah. as, as many whips as you... But I think that, you know, the... um. We have to contend with that Indiana Jones in this. He's he's getting on in years, and he's not as he's he's obvi- They've obviously gone. We can't have him. No, we can't have him whipping and, and leaping the, and the single kind of big whip that he does. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even look like it's him. Right. It looks like it's either a stunt double with his uh-huh. face on it, yeah. or it's just completely CGI. Mm-hmm. And there's a few moments in that which, yeah. quite frankly, I did not enjoy. Right. So the things about thing about this movie, I I liked, and I'm sure there were people who disagree with me. Oh, by the way, it's not great. Okay, I just right. want to uh-huh. clarify that. Uh-huh. But that I feel like it doesn't feel rushed in a way that like The Rise of Skywalker was. And I was mm. listening to an interview with James Mangold on the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast. And he said, at least it's better than The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I can die happy. <laughs> and he's right. Mm. And, and basically this was kind of treading water. Spielberg didn't want to do it. Harrison mm. Ford knows James Mangold who directed like Logan and 310 to Yuma, which is incredible, by the mm. way, if you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, Ford versus Ferrari. And so Harrison Ford and Lucasfilm brought him in and they said, listen, we kind of need to be ready to get this going in 25 days. Here's right. the script. And James Mangold looked at it and went, I mean, this has like the elements of, Indi- of an Indiana Jones movie. Right. But this isn't about anything. And right. I need a year okay. to fix this. And they went, no. What about $10 million to you personally? <laughs> and he went, I'll see you in 24 days. Yeah. I'll see you in 24 hours. Um, but he, he said no. Right. So he went away mm-hmm. and then they came back and said, we thought about it. Or I guess they asked a bunch of people right. and they went, I guess we'll we'll do this properly. Uh-huh. No, I think the argument could be made. We don't want to, to be clear. Yeah. We would never do it properly if we didn't have to. I think the argument could be made that like this is maybe on par with some of like, you might feel that it's, on part with like the the worst kind of Disney Lucasfilm stuff. Okay. But I think what gets this over the line for me is the character beats of this mm. really resonated. Well, that's right. And, uh, this mm. this this movie goes some places you you I did not expect. First of all, full frontal Harrison Ford nudity. <laughs> oh yeah. But they do the de-aging on it, so it's fine. <laughs> I don't think they do. Oh no! <laughs> well then then he's doing great, I reckon. Yeah, no, he looks he looks amazing. Mm. But I think they really they lean into his age in terms of like it's a bit kind of muddled in terms of the things he is and is not capable of. Right, uh-huh. There are moments where he pauses and he's like, my shoulder's hurt or whatever. And there's other moments where he would just jump from vehicle to vehicle. Yeah, or he'll get shot. Or he'll get shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn, kids. <laughs> yeah. This isn't groovy at all. So there's moments like that which – which, but I, I think the weakest element of this for me mm-hmm. is the action is kind of – You know, I – I think is it is it partly the way that it's shot? It's all these medium shots. And I think so. But there, I feel like there was some there was some genuine 
I, I, I feel like there was some genuine, like a real sense of motion and impact. And I felt like, you know, there's a little sort of, so they're not tuk-tuks. There was a little like, yeah, that little, was all right. little, little mo- like a little motor buggy chase. And I thought yeah. that the initial train chase was also very good. Yeah. So the first 25 minutes of this movie mm-hmm. has a, a de-aged Indiana Jones. That's right. And it's like in his heyday. It's, nine- it's a de-aged Harrison Ford. It's an age that he was. That's true. Indiana Jones. So he would have been. I'm get the character would have been like 46 ish uh-huh, years yeah, old yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he looks pretty much like he does in in the Last Crusade, yes. even though it's like six years after or five years after or whatever. And some of it looks amazing. Mm. Some of the times when he's not moving, yes, and it's just his face still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he looks incredible. And other other times, it looks like a cartoon man just fucking mugging about. Right. And it, I had to like kind of tell my brain, just mm. don't just. This is upsetting you, and you need yeah. to just. This is happening, and you need to just. But once again, you're it. an empath, James. I have an empath. Firmly established. I'm not as affected by this sort of thing, it seems, as as you are. Yeah. I think, although although it, I think I have been in the past. So I think it depends project to project. Uh, With the Indiana Jones stuff, I didn't mind. It, it depends shot to shot. There's also a moment later in this where he's de-aged to like Crystal Skull era, and that mm. looks way better to right. me. Right, and yeah, I think yeah. it's also because he looks closer to that. In real life. Right. So uh-huh. that's an easier step than doing, yeah. you know, 30-odd years, mm-hmm. taking 30-odd years off him. And I think also the the fact that, like, it's a very difficult thing to do because it's a mix of, like, body doubles. I think there's mm. deep fakes. I think there's moments where he just has a CGI face and head. Mm. And also you've got a variety of light. Uh, do you think they made him do the dots? Yeah. I don't even know. I don't think it was even him a lot of the time. Right, I uh-huh. think it was a start double for yeah, yeah. a lot of it. but. There's also a variety of like lighting and movement in it, which you often don't get with deep fakes. Often you're in a very controlled environment, like yeah. with the last time we saw young Luke Skywalker. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. this was on like Corridor Crew. Yeah, it's all very carefully lit and shadowed, yeah, to be yeah. even and flat, so you can control mm. that. There was a lot of rubber masking as well. I think. Yeah, definitely. Did, did you see that? It came up on Twitter recently. Yeah, well, that like the stunt guys just wearing like an old Indiana yeah, Jones yeah, head yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a, this is a very difficult like thing to pull off convincingly. Mm. And I think at the end I just kind of had to go with it. But I think as a classic Indiana you Jones. You could have left. I could have. Mm. No, I mean I think as a classic like little Indiana Jones throwback adventure, uh-huh. like it's got fun little moments and he's hiding and punching and little jokes and whatever. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. and, and I think it's. It's all right. Yes. I, I'm okay with it. I didn't love it. Were you at least – were you um, – did you, did you feel the dissonance? And, again, I didn't really, but y- you might have the dissonance between a young Indiana Jones face and old Harrison Ford voice. Sometimes, yeah. yeah and I also it. don't know, like, some of this was probably voice doubles or that AI thing. Yeah. Like, I thought some of the line delivery, like, felt weird. He didn't talk that much, uh-huh. um, which was – but, no, did you feel that? Or? No, I didn't, mm. yeah. Mm. And I, I also feel like – I don't know how they did it exactly. But no, exactly, yeah. yeah. And we'll never know because Disney aren't aren't doing many behind the scenes things. No, so they're just just Disney magic, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd rather I'd rather old Harrison Ford voice than getting a new guy in. I think. Yeah, okay, uh, and like an impression. Kind yeah, of, yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Mm. Uh, and what about uh, or AI like the AI Luke Skywalker? No, he's like, "Hello, Grogu, do a flip with me." That's all right. Oh, he'd good flip. <laughs> <laughs> now let's do flips across the galaxy. <laughs> Hand in hand. Everything's very normal. Yeah. A series of a bunch of us is going to be very good and normal. <laughs> We're all going to team up. It's going to be very good and normal. Absolutely. And hey, look, it's my sister. She's here too. Yes, it's me, Princess Leia. I'm doing flips. It's good and normal. <laughs> I'm alive. Mm. Right. As I would be in this era. It's not ghoulish. <laughs> it's normal. It's ghoulish and everybody approves. Mm. Yeah. I'm young Han Solo. <laughs>
so I also think there's a moment, and there's a clip of this online. Mm. I liked kind of the evolution of Indiana Jones because at the start he's old. Uh-huh. And I know people hate the – some people hate the – like the old Luke Skywalker, Last Jedi thing. Mm. And it's a similar kind of – yeah, yeah, this is a, this is a this mm. is an Indiana Jones and he's an old man full of regret kind but of I, thing. But I I like that because mm. like he's eighty. I mean, he's supposed to be like seventy. That's right. canonically his age. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to see a guy. I mean, I think and I think the complaints would be the same. Like coming in and just doing all the things he used to do, except mm-hmm. he's eighty. Yeah, because I think also people the Irishman. Would, the, yes, exactly. Mm. I think people would also not like that yes. for for the same reasons why they might. Not like this. I I like like this is his last adventure. It's the end of his life. Mm. There's a lot of the, <laughs> who are you talking about there? <laughs> this is me. Okay. <laughs> no, this is Harrison Ford and Indiana yeah, Jones. Right, right, right. And I think that that's interesting. Mm. Like this guy, and you know, we'll get into the spoilers about why he is right. the way he is and where he is. Mm. Space, out of space, out of space. Yeah, that that is interesting to me. I know that's not interesting to everybody. Some mm. people hate that. They just want to see the guy that they used to know come in and go. Someone pulls a knife and he shoots them or whatever. Right, exactly. I know, but I don't. And that happens a hundred times <laughs> yeah. in this movie, and I got sick of it. And I'm glad they just did it. Just a montage of him shooting people throughout the ages. <laughs> World War Two, bang. <laughs> 1950s, bang. <laughs> JFK, bang. Oh no, <laughs> that's right. That's right. He admitted it. Um, because people would, I, you know, and I, I'm sure some people are uh, dismayed because in the last one, Indy kind of. You know, whatever you think about that movie, he got what you know. He got a happy. He ending. got what he deserved. He got what he deserved. <laughs> a kid, and he's married now. Yeah. And it's sort of you know, and he. But but um, I don't know. But he. But again, he didn't give up the hat. If you recall no. in that last movie, so there were more adventures to come, I guess. And I think maybe, perhaps some people were expecting Indian mutt adventures, or no. I, nobody was expecting. I that. don't want that. No, we'll talk about it in yeah, spoilers. Yeah. Um. But yeah, to to move it on to again the thing that people didn't like about Luke Skywalker that mm. he was, you know, he was old and disillusioned and he can't do everything he used to be able. He didn't to even do, do a flip. Didn't even do any flips, mm. right? Yeah, uh, people are going to have an issue with that. But I, yeah, you, I, I don't know, I don't know what anybody like. There's only so many times you can give him one more adventure. Yes, and you're right. It, you wouldn't be able to go. Yeah, no, he can. He's going to do exactly what he always did and just nonstop CGI leaping and, yep. and shooting. Yep. You just can't do it. Exactly. Yeah. But look, and I I, I realize that there probably be people who hear this and and being like, well, like all of these, I like I maybe sound conflicted about this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. Okay. I'm just trying to clearly explain right. why I think this is mm. better than Crystal Skull, uh-huh. but not as good as the original trilogy. Right. But the character moments that I, I really liked. Mm. I mean, I also liked how. At the start when, like, he gets framed for a thing at the start and yes. some people come for him. Killing JFK. <laughs> yeah, which he right. did. Yeah, which he actually did. Yeah. And there's a clip of I this- did kill him, but it's not the point. <laughs> I got away scot-free and now you're blaming me. <laughs> I'm mad because you caught me. Yeah. Where they corner him in, like, a, like a little li- library kind of archive room. Mm-hmm. And he's it's like when you... Like when an old man wakes up from a nap and he's confused. He's like, who are you? What's happening? And then some like shelves fall over. He pushes the shelves. He pushes out. the shelves, yeah. And also there's a terrible face replacement on the mm. body double. I don't know if you noticed that. You can see it online. It clips uh-huh. there where he like turns around and it just looks like it's horrible. It just melts from one side <laughs> to the other. Yeah, pretty much, uh. yeah. But I also think then you kind of see him regain his confidence 
as it goes. The old murder reflexes kick in. The old murder in. reflexes kick in and it kind of, you know, and then he's on the street and then he's <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to do some of the stuff that I do and he gets on a horse and there's a chase or whatever. I also think the problem with the action sequences in this, that they're mostly chases. They are, it's, it's mostly true, yeah. running about, mm. which is dangerous. Yeah, it is dangerous, <laughs> so, especially if you've got scissors or you're a Nazi. Yeah. So there's moments where, like, you know, he's on the horse through the subway and whatever, but I guess my problem with the action sequences in this, I couldn't point to one and go, that's as good as the tank chase. Yeah, there isn't any – I mean, maybe there will be in a rewatch, but there was no – there's no moment where you go, oh, my God, remember the boulder? Mm. Or, you know, remember the, the yeah, right, you know, where he shoots through four Nazis at yeah, once or whatever? like the minecart, the bridge. Mm. There's not, there's not a, like The a, fact that you can just say the minecart or the bridge, yeah, people immediately know what you're talking about yeah, or whatever. You exactly. Know? The, well, the boat chase in Venice. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, the opening of The Last Crusade. Yeah. Like all of that. Uh-huh. There's nothing like that. You're right. Yeah. And, and, and if, I, if we can change topic slightly, of course, considering that he is an older man and he doesn't have – you know the reflexes. He doesn't have the the leaping and the and the and the jumping about that he used to. Of course, champs. He needs he needs his own offsider, doesn't he? Boy, he needs a he. new character to jump in and be loved by all the people. And of course, we in, in we get Phoebe Waller Bridge. How That's do you right. feel about it? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I really like Phoebe Waller Bridge. I think also people are being like, <laughs> do you think she was on set ever on set with Harrison Ford? She was like, I'm your spaceship. <laughs> I'm your spaceship, Harrison Ford. I'm in your spaceship. I didn't be like, like, what are you talking about? I didn't about? like the robot from Solo that uh-huh. she played. Right. But I, I've seen the criticism of like, well, she's not very nice. Yeah, she fucking sucks. Like but a big so part does Indiana of the, Jones, Yeah, exactly. Mostly. A big part of the character is that like, yeah, she's she's mean. And also Indiana Jones was supposed to look after her because something happened to her father mm. or whatever. And her father like went insane over this thing that happened uh-huh. or whatever. And, you know, she's like... She's not completely like a young version of him, but mm. there is an obvious parallel between the things that he used to value, yeah. fortune and glory, et cetera. And she's learned that. Yeah. She's not learned any of the other lessons he's had because she hasn't been around. And the, you know, in And in, maybe she learns a lesson, maybe. Maybe she learns a lesson. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she learns a lesson. Mm. You gotta kill JFK. You got it. But, but, you know, and, and the lesson that obviously that Indy learned at the end of Last Crusade, stop trying to impress your dad, yeah. let, let it go. He doesn't, let some stuff go. He doesn't they care. They both learn that. Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, he'll never care. <laughs> he named you after a dog or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you slept with a hot Nazi lady? Well, he did as well. So <laughs> you can't you cannot impress him. There's no woman you, woman you can sleep with that he hasn't slept with already. So. Yeah. I just also think that this idea that, like, she is the main character of this, and I've seen that again and again. I just don't think it's true. No. I think she's as much as a main character as like Short Round or Marion or yeah. any of the like secondary characters. Or Henry Jones Senior. Henry Jones Senior. And I know there's moments people also complain where like, well, she solved a thing that he could have solved or whatever. It's like, who gives a shit? So they're giving characters things to do in right. conversation. Like, yeah, yeah. Who cares? It's not like he's, I'm so old and seen a lot. I don't understand it. She just got in first. He would have got there. Exactly. Yeah. Because you know? like there's moments where. They, they try to figure out, like, what la- ancient language this thing is going to be that they decipher, and they have an argument about what it's going to be, and it ends up being the thing that she said. Yeah. But also, like, it's not a big deal because it was a flip of a coin, yeah. and he can read them both anyway. So it's not really, like, a victory. It's just like, oh, okay, it's this thing. Yeah. Let's just <laughs> let's kill the next person. That's, it's time for killing. Yeah. No, I liked her. Yes. And I, I think also what I didn't think was a great inclusion because he wasn't very – they didn't give him much to do with Sala Returns. Mm. And there's a moment at the – Jonathan uh, uh, Rhys-Davies. Yeah, yes. who I think is great. Mm. Um, <laughs> or but. Or, I sent a but coming. No, no, I just think for the character there's a moment where he's like Indiana Jones has to escape mm-hmm. and he's going to go on a plane. And people also are like, how can he escape because he's framed for whatever? 
There's no nobody knows who anybody is. Right. You could just you could get on a pl- anybody yeah. could get on a plane. Did you know back in this era you could get on a plane and buy your ticket on the way? Did you mm-hmm. know that? I'd believe it. It's crazy. Who are you? I'm a murderer. Well, you're already sitting down. <laughs> we can't go back, so we're gonna have to trust you on this. Yeah, your ticket's five dollars. It's fine, but there's a five dollars outrageous. <laughs> I'll kill you all. <laughs> I'll kill you like I killed JFK, which I did just now before I got on the plane. Um, Sala drops him at the airport and he's like, I want to go on an adventure. I miss the sand and the sea. And Indiana Jones is like, listen, this isn't an adventure. It is. <laughs> and Sala's like, oh, yeah, give him hell or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. then, you know, and it's like, all right, settle down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. There, there's, and it's, I just think it's, it's, it's probably the most fan servicey thing that I felt here in terms of mm. like appearances or a, th- a thing that happens. Yeah, he doesn't contribute to the adventure really. He doesn't no. he doesn't punch a guy through a newspaper or anything. No. And I like that also the like uh, the idea that he is now immigrated to America mm. and he's got a big family and Indiana Jones nice. like made that happen or whatever. Yeah. That, I think that's all terrific. Mm. But I like I liked cuz you know we we had in in Crystal Skull we had um you know the agents the CIA whoever they are they're talking to Indy and they mentioned his you know his war record. Yeah. I liked we saw some stuff that took place during World War II. Totally. That was super cool. And this also speaks to what I said uh, when we covered them in Caravan of Garbage. I really wish we got that Indiana Jones movie set in the 90s. Not mm-hmm. set in the 90s. Well, they could do that if you live yeah. long enough. Yeah. Um, made in the 90s, you know, mm-hmm. where you could have seen like right, yeah, something yeah. he did in World War II, uh-huh. which I guess, you know, we ended mm-hmm. up getting here. Mm-hmm. But um, there's also a, a sidekick who's – I don't mind, but it's just okay. like, what if short round again? But it's not, it's not Indy's sidekick. It's, no. it's Phoebe Waller-Bridge's sidekick. Nothing wrong with the kid himself, but I just think there wasn't that much to distinguish him from like a short round kind of character. Right, and I know right. they were looking for that. They were, mm. they were looking for like, what if short round, but from somewhere else or whatever. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And I think similarly for like Antonio Banderas turns up in this. Mm. And again, it's just kind of, he's there and he's gone. Yeah. And it's. I don't think it adds that much to it, to be honest. Okay, but would you rather have Antonio Banderas or just a rando? Yeah, whatever. Okay, cool. I think it's also, you know, when you see, when you watch those original movies, when Sala shows up, you're not like, that's a guy from Puss in Boots or whatever. Right. That's Zorro. <laughs> it's, it's just a uh, guy. He's right. a, it's a guy he's meeting. That's true. And I love Antonio Banderas, and I didn't even mind that sequence, underwater sequence they had together. That felt a bit like Fate of Atlantis. Oh, yeah. And I guess just because of the water. But, <laughs> sure. Uh, I didn't it felt mind. a bit like taking a bath because of the water. <laughs> because of the water, yeah. It felt like a bit of, like drinking a glass of water and you look too close into the glass of water and you're like, this glass of water is my whole universe <laughs> and I'm on mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Because of the water. Yeah. I. What do you think of the villain? Yeah, good. Mm. I mean, it's Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. I, th- I feel you can't go wrong with Mads Mikkelsen. No. Whether he's a, whether he's a villainous sorcerer or he's a villainous Nazi mm. or he's a teacher and he drinks too much and he's like goes to his friends. He's like, hey, we should drink a lot. Blood Eye. Blood Eye, he's yeah, the from villain Casino Blood Royale. Eye. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's done it all. Yeah. Uh, he was also in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Not technically a villain, but he did build the Death Star. But he put that <laughs> hole in it. <laughs> It's true. Also the so, the, so the universe's greatest hero. <laughs> yeah. And that's cool. In a way. Yeah, love Mads Mikkelsen. Great. I think also, like, it doesn't always need to be the Nazis. Hannibal, also a Hannibal, serial, of a serial course, killer. Yeah. Cannibal, yes. Like, it, it doesn't always need to be the Nazis in Indiana Jones. I think, you know, mm. the 
the last crusade was very much like, oh, what was the what was the villain that they we love people loved? You know, we'll bring back mm-hmm. bring out the Nazis again. Yeah, but I think also setting it in this era because there were a bunch of Nazis that went into the NASA program because he's based on when a um, von Braun von Braun, yeah, who was a a no Nazi mm. who you know put, had a massive hand in the space race and yes, getting right. and I actually the US thought on the that would, that would that spoilers for what's not in this movie. I thought that it would, it, that would have more relevance to this movie, like something you wanted to do Indiana with, Jones on the moon. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Look how far I can whip! I can whip even further, <laughs> or not as far. Yeah, <laughs> I'm whipping the moon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> India, you're whipping it too far. You're going to whip it into the earth. Shut up. The Nazis have built a giant whip on the moon to whip it into the earth. They've used his own way. They've, they were inspired by him. Yeah. Their greatest weapon. No, I think also like the remnants of history, and mm. you even see that now, you know. Yeah. Like these are these are men who very recently mm. – were Nazis and still are. Correct, yes. And are just running around in the universe. And there's a conversation with, that he has with a waiter where he's like, are you enjoying your victory or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, And he's just like, you're a prick. Stop being a prick. You <laughs> sure. Know? But he yeah. can't stop being a prick, Mason, because he's a Nazi. That's right. Yeah. It's one of their defining characteristics. He also got hit in the face by a sign on a speeding train at the start oh, of yeah, the movie. Oh, yeah, that's true, yes. And then uh-huh. he was fine. But, you know, here's something I liked about this movie. Go on. I think all the talk of, like, history and events past and the talking and the problem solving. And there's also a sequence at the end when they go into a cave and that feels very classic Indiana Jones. And I think the mm. set is like beautifully constructed. Yep. It felt more like Raiders than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Remember yes, when they uh-huh. go to the Aztec thing and it's just kind of like... Mm. Uh, yeah, it's a big pile of CGI nothing. Yes. Yeah, where this is... Mm. I I enjoyed that stuff quite mm. a bit. Like the actual physical device that they're after. Yes, uh-huh. I really enjoyed. Like which we'll get into in spoilers. Yeah, I imagine spoilers. Yeah, yeah. I liked all. But of yeah, that. plenty of plenty of. Uh, I, I'm sure they were like, look, we have got to put some creepy crawlers in this. We've got to cover everybody in creepy crawlers at a certain point, yeah. so. and sort of do snakes, but not really. Mm. Snakes, Mason. Yes. You know why did it have to be snakes? It wasn't. Mm. But he, he didn't like it. Still, no Sorry. spoilers, Mason. Um, also, I guess. This is probably John Williams's final score. That's true. At 91 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, like, it was maybe he'll write a theme uh-huh. or maybe do some key moments in it, kind of mm-hmm. like he did with Solo. Like, I think he wrote Han Solo's theme in that, but he didn't do right, the entire right. thing. But he just kept writing and he ended up doing the whole thing. I think the score in this is as good as any of the ones that he's done, which is to say bad. Oh, no. no he's obviously well, one of the best yeah, he's right. ever been. And he's, he, I mean, the fact that he can still do this is That's just right. mind-blowing to but me. But now he's retired. He's going to go back to his first love, which is writing jingles for frozen peas. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Finally. Yeah. He's true calling. That's right. Yeah. That's where the money is. So before we talk spoilers and why this bombed, mm-hmm. or maybe I'll save that to the very end. <laughs> why it's currently bombing. Currently it might bombing, not bomb later. You're right. It might uh, maybe not bomb after later. this review where we say it's pretty good and we enjoy it, yeah. maybe maybe we'll get a second wind. I think of all In the, the two weeks before it goes to streaming. Yes. I think of all the underperforming blockbusters that we've experienced this year, mm. The Flash, Ant-Man 3, Transformers, The Little Mermaid, this one I liked the most. Nice. But I also think it's because I am also an old guy. That's probably it. It's probably <laughs> probably old guy syndrome. Yeah. It's Finally you get to see someone like you on screen, <laughs> an old guy. So, uh, this is, I'm an old guy too. <laughs> second to Transformers Rise of the Beast. No, it's Transformers Rise of the Beast behind it because, okay. you know, who doesn't like a 
robot gorilla punching a that's true. Or whatever. That's true. Who doesn't love that? Oh my god, that's me, mm. Ape Link. It's me right. on screen. Ape Link. That's right. <laughs> I'm just an Ape Link. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> some representation. I'm going to say best movie ever. I'm going to say best movie ever. Um, also, yeah. And I reckon I'm going to enjoy it more on a second viewing. Yeah. If I get, to I that. think it's too long. Also, I didn't haven't mentioned that, but it's uh-huh. too long. It's like twenty minutes too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think you just cut out one of the chases. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, off. yeah. Look, if if uh, we, I think we mentioned this when we came out of it originally. Mm. Uh, it's one of those movies, you know. I guess if you want to, you can boil any of these movies down to like a series of fetch quests. Yeah, and there's obviously more to it than that. But this is one of those movies where it's like we've got to get the things, and then it's like. What if we add it in? But we've got to get, we've got to go to, to a thing, thing. We've got to go to a clue to get the thing, and that's yeah. it. If you cut one of those out, yep, you really streamline the, you know, the thing. You streamline the, the, the thing that they're doing. You streamline the thing they're doing. Spoilers? Yeah, it's time for spoilers. The thing they're doing is a big time travel. They're doing a big time travel. I never thought they'd do a big time travel in my life. I never thought they'd do it. I loved the way they did this. Genuinely. Oh yes, yeah. Uh-huh. I think. The fact that it's the device that they're looking for is not a time machine. Yes. It's basically a compass to a rift in time. That is that is pre-existing, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think maybe they could have announced earlier like what the plan of the Nazi was. Right. Because it's only like just before they do the time travel that he's like, I'm going to do a time travel right now. Oh, see, I thought that was the perfect time to do it. Okay. Because the assumption obviously was that he was going to – the Nazi was going to go back. I mean, I guess also I suspected he was going to do a time travel. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Sorry, go on. He, we think he's going to go back to the 1930s probably or the some sometime around then. Yeah. And, and it's also like does it make you young? Like, right, right. What yeah. is it? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I thought if, if anything he was going to go back in time and warn Hitler or kill the Winston kill Churchill. JFK. Kill JFK again. Help Harrison Ford kill JFK. <laughs> <That's right>. Bang, bang. <laughs> oh, there was a second shooter. <laughs> it was a Nazi. Um <laughs> Or, you know, uh, you know, help Hitler or, or kill Winston Churchill or kill, you know, somebody and then help Hitler take over. But then the reveal, of course, is he's going to kill Hitler because yeah. he thought Hitler wasn't Hitlery enough. No. Not enough of a Nazi, this Hitler bloke. Let's it, get rid of him and then I'll do it. Yeah. Well, I think he, he liked the ideas of Hitler, but he, he thought his strategy was like Hitler defeated himself. Right, sure. of, But he, this guy had the strategy. Mm. Like, and I guess it's all well and good in hindsight to be like, well, I would have done World War II like this. <laughs> That's right. Wouldn't I? Yeah. But, you know. Nice try, Hitler. Yeah. But I, I, I like the idea also. Keep your head in the game, Hitler. <laughs> like this guy is this like brilliant mathematician that has got people on the moon mm. and he's got this plan where he's figured it out like to the second where I know mm. exactly how to get back in time and I'm going to s- – Stop, and I'm going to, you know, reset history. Mm-hmm. But he do, he's not aware that the events which transpire, they're in a closed loop. Yes. It has always happened. Mm-hmm. And he, and, and, he, and I know Indiana Jones says, like, you didn't take into account continental drift. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't, I feel like that's not even a factor here. Doesn't seem that way, no. No. Because you're always going to go back 2,000 years? It's always going to happen this way. Like, that device was specifically built to get them back to Archimedes yes. at a very specific See, time. See, I assumed that what, would the, what was going to happen, and I, I guess I didn't factor in that this movie is so long, that they were going to fly up, there was going to be a rift or a cloud with lightning in it, and they were yeah. going to go through the cloud, and then they were going to look around and be like, what's happening around here? And yeah. then the Nazis would have you know, been chewed up by propeller blades because they have a fist fight on the top of the plane or whatever. Yeah. And then they would have flown back out of it. And, and they're then, like, I think I saw a Roman ship or Exactly. <laughs> and they would have been like, no, nah, that's crazy though kind yeah. of thing. I didn't think it would be like a full 15-minute sequence in Like a bar. Bill and Ted's-esque, like yeah. you meet an ancient character in a toga that's or whatever. That's exactly right, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I also was really worried 
that we were going to go back and old Indiana Jones was going to run around with young Indiana Jones. Well, I, I really thought didn't for occur a second to me. Didn't occur that to that me. was going to happen. And I was like, please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I just thought, I know, I, I really like the way it unfolded. And I also think it's hilarious that there was that rumor that what was actually going to happen was Indiana Jones was going to die and then Phoebe Waller-Bridge was going to go through all his movies. Oh, like, wow. Do you remember that? And, and people are saying that this – what they've done here yes. is a reshoot. Oh, maybe. Let me tell you. Yeah. It's impossible. Because like, this was so expensive? Well, it's so expensive. And also there is on-set footage like paparazzi footage of this ah. from like two years ago. Right, okay. And look, there was reshoots on this as there is literally every movie. Right. But this this is the ending, like a variation on this. You know what I think – I wouldn't say I didn't like this sequence. I thought it was, you know, really interesting. And mm. and I guess if it's anything, it's the culmination of, you know, but they practically say it in the movie. It's the culmination of like he spent his entire life tracking down this sort of stuff and wondering what the world was like back in the day and to finally see it. Yeah. Even for a moment, well, that is, you know, that's him finally achieving a goal that no one ever could, you yeah. know, kind of thing. But I think, so I, I, that's good in a way. But I, you know what I think probably took something away from it is the, when we see Archimedes and his apprentice yeah. and they're in the they're in a building and they're having a conversation on I didn't want to see their side of it. Okay, yeah. I right. would have just preferred like if you kept everything else the same, mm. you have the they have the, the the plane come through the portal and it gets attacked by the the Greek fire and the harpoons and what have you, and then it crashes and then Indy and, and Phoebe Waller Bridge's character, whose name I will never remember, yeah. are on the beach. Helena? And, then, and then, yes, I think Helena? Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> And then maybe somebody who might be Archimedes shows up and you just see him go like, hmm, and you go, oh, it's Archimedes and yeah. what have you. And then they leave and then you go. On a second plane. Exactly, on the second plane <laughs> and then you, the, of, with that guy, <laughs> that guy who was there. He also went back in time. Yeah, I think that, that could have been had Oh, a what if better. there's subsequent adventures of that guy who <laughs> fell asleep on his plane? <laughs> maybe, uh, but yeah. then, But then you go away and then be like, what a what – a, and that was Archimedes, I think, you know, kind yeah. of thing. But the fact that we saw There's him no have, ambiguity to this. Yeah, like the, 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 we saw his whole inner life and yep. at the, I I think, yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, yeah I, but what I did like about it was the idea of Indiana Jones is that he is observing history from the modern day mm. or the eras that it's set in. No, and the modern day. The modern day, They're all right. set in the 90s. <laughs> set in the 90s, which is, the, yes, the modern day where – I mean, he's also he's always been a guy that he he's he's been like he's a part of history and he's mm. been there for significant events, including the time that he saw God jump out of a box. That's right, and yeah. aliens, and, and he shot JFK. He that shot time. JFK, whatever. And there's a, a moment in the first one where Balok is talking to him about like like this moment that we're here, like this is fleeting, mm. but you know, being able to observe history and being a part of history itself when he's talking about the arc, like imagine that, like me and you, how significant is that? Mm. And this movie is like a culmination of that. There's yeah. even a conversation in that about if you put a watch in the desert and then it's worth something in a few thousand years and then the Nazis watch is left, yeah. you know, back in time. So I think there's some really interesting parallels to just the life of Indiana Jones, mm. like in this moment, like yeah, yeah. this is all of the things that he loves yeah. and he gets to meet a hero, you know, how did the time portal go back to Archimedes time though? I think it was just, just a, sheer coincidence. Well, they said there were specific rifts in time that appear 
Right. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. No. Let me just say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just that he was building a device yeah. that, that could locate these rifts and there was just one there? Yep. How convenient. <laughs> I think so. Very convenient. I mean, it's also possible that he'd puzzled it out where it was probably going to be about yeah. then or whatever. Ah, right, right, right. I mean, he wasn't complete, I assume. Yeah. But again, it's like there are other rifts, but this particular one mm. does this. That's right. So there was... I just thought it was hilarious that Mads Mikkelsen's character was never going anywhere else. Right. Uh-huh. He was always going to end up here yeah. and just end up, you know, dead on the yeah. ground, you know? Mm. I mean, I, he didn't catch fire or anything, which would have been very fitting for, you That's know, true. villains when like was the, When did the Bermuda Triangle get, like, when did that hit... I know, like the 60s maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's the – because, mm. you know, the last one was kind of Aliens and that was a big Little Green Men and that was a big 50s thing. Yeah. So maybe like the 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 popularity of the Bermuda Triangle sort of hit its peak in the 60s. It feels like it would, you know. Yeah. And I think also like people, uh, they maybe don't love the bit where Indiana Jones is like, I'm going to stay in the past. Yeah. Like there is nothing for me anywhere else and the reason being that he's getting divorced and uh-huh. also that his son died in Vietnam, which mm. we will come back to. And – the way that that is resolved is he's very intent on staying. And I genuinely thought for a moment that, like, well, he might he might yeah. stay. Yeah, yeah. And then I also thought Harrison Ford in a toga, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I think he'd wear his existing trousers until they became very ratty and smelly. Yeah, when he died of that. <laughs> give me back my trousers. <laughs> and they tried to fix them. Be like, give me back my trousers. <laughs> yeah, but and I. he invents trousers. Yeah. And then she ends up like knocking him out and taking him back. Uh-huh. And there's a few reasons why. Oh, how could how could Phoebe Waller Bridge knock out a very old man? Well, how could that... she do it? How could she knock out a very old man who's been beaten up a lot? He was also like hours? he was dying. Yeah, like true. he was literally dying, and she knew that. And also, it's a closed loop. Yeah. Like he can't live there. Like what has transpired? It, it has, all, happened, it has yeah. happened already. She was always going to punch him. And look, sure, I mean, it would have been also, I would have been fine if, like, she convinced him or he decided on his mm. own. But it doesn't matter to me the fact that he was, that's not so much important as what the realisation that he has afterwards. But I just, I loved that moment. There's a couple of moments that I thought he his performance was incredible, and this is the stuff I couldn't talk about in non-spoilers. One where he's talking about what happened to his son. Mm. Um, Mutt Williams. Mutt Williams and how he enlisted in the Vietnam War, you know, despite his dad. And I think there is a lot of, even though I don't like that character that much mm-hmm. and I don't like Shia LaBeouf, I'm glad they didn't put him in it. Uh-huh. I think that's the best use of this character sure, yeah. for me personally. Uh-huh. But that there is a lot of Indiana Jones in him where he wants adventure and he's spiteful and mm. he'll go and fight this war. And he's in, he's sort of in a world where there's not much else to discover. No, you know? well, that's so. true. Mm. And it's also interesting because if you look at the, like Indiana Jones fought two wars I mean, in addition to all the killing he did in between yeah, and yeah, after, yeah, yeah. whereas the the war that Shia LaBeouf's character did, like the Vietnam War, that's a very like ide- ideologically different yeah. circumstance. Was Indian World War One and World yeah. War Two? Was he? Oh, yeah, yeah, he did both. Yeah, nice. He didn't do the trilogy. Oh yeah, because he hasn't lived to World War Three. Yeah, 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 presumably, unless he finds the Grail again. But mm. I think so. There's a moment where he's reflecting on Mutt and his failings. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, like, really tragic. I thought that was great as well, and yeah. he's just really excellent. And then at the moment, at the end where he's, at, he's you know, he's back in time and he's just like, fuck whatever, this will do. Like, I'm just, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I've had enough. Mm-hmm. Like, this was the last kind of thing in me. Yeah. And I'm... I'm Lucky it was a time travel adventure. Luckily <laughs> <laughs> like, I got to do the most amazing thing that anyone's <laughs> ever done. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I just, I, he really sold it. Yeah. Harrison Ford... Is really good in this movie. When he's motivated to be a good actor, he will absolutely be a good yeah. actor. Yeah, 
And I've also seen that, like, well, how did he get cleared of the murder? Because they think he did a murder. Mm. And it's because also the CIA know that the Nazis were in the CIA. Yeah. And then also the Nazis killed a bunch of CIA people. Mm. So I think they would have just... It would have been known that he did yeah. not kill his colleagues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I assume. Uh, what, who else? I mean, I, you know, I like seeing Boyd, Boyd Holbrook and stuff. He didn't get a ton to mm. do in this, I didn't think. Um, I liked how uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's uh, sidekick killed that big man. Yeah, I liked he that just, too. He just handcuffed him underwater and yep. left him to drown. That's a bit of fun. I thought he was going to return, but he didn't. He just drowned. No, he drowned. He drowned. I like that too because in an earlier movie, or I think even in a worse movie, Harrison Ford fist fights that guy for 10 minutes. That's right. And this Indiana Jones, he would, he would die. He would die. <laughs> Straight away. You know, it's a young man's game fighting a big man. That's right. Drown him underwater. That's right. But I, and then like the whole thing ends like just in a little apartment. Yeah. And I thought it was, I mean, the best Indiana Jones ending. Is, oh, but what Easter eggs are in that apartment? Well, so many. So many pictures right. of people we know. That's right. It's a picture of Balok, and he's like, I knew you'd time travel. That's He'd right. written on the back. <laughs> that's right. I'm proud of you, yeah, Indiana that's Jones. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, what's the name of the guy that betrayed him in Last Crusade? Him and him and the and the, the Nazi lady just be like you, you <laughs> Donovan. <laughs> yeah, Donovan. There we go. Good idea, Indiana Jones. That's good stuff, man. Good idea. Really good stuff. But um, the guy with the fez. Yeah, the guy with the remember fez. Remember that time? Remember that time on the river? <laughs> Indiana Jones. <laughs> Mac mm, yeah. from Crystal Skull. Oh yeah, that's right. Remember the time in the warehouse? <laughs> Indiana Jones. <laughs> I knew you'd time travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah I knew. Yeah. It. Like the best ending ending of in, ending. In, in, ending is uh, the time he fought Dracula in Young Indiana Jones. But if I had to pick the second best ending, <laughs> it's obviously the end of The Last Crusade. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that movie is like, I feel like the end of adventuring. And this mm. movie is felt like, that's the best ending. Let me just clarify that. Yeah. But this movie is like the end of like a life like well lived mm. and a deserved kind of peace. Yeah, except for those last few years when he was just sad. Yeah, that was sad, obviously. <laughs> and I thought it was, I thought it was really interesting because also Marion was spoiled for us. Yeah, when we <laughs> when we went to see, look again, the 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 um the endless treasures and bribery we get when we go to these premieres because the head of Disney Australia or whoever it was, I don't know. Yeah. I think it was head of Disney or something. Somewhere she showed that. up, she did a little speech, and she went, and there, and it was a little on the screen. There was like a static poster, like the classic one, and it's got you know, uh, Harrison Ford and all the stars, and she's like, oh, you know, welcome to this screening and we're, we're gonna, you're going to see all the adventures of Harrison Ford and Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Antonia Banderas and Karen Allen. And we were <laughs> like, sorry, what? She's not on the poster. What do you mean? She's then, not been in any of the trailers. And then when she's not in the movie at the start, you're like, well, I wonder who's going to show up right. at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah so yeah. thanks for that, Disney. Anyway, she was great for what she was, not the lady. I mm. mean, the lady from Disney was great. She, she was great, that's true. <laughs> but Karen Allen was great. And what I what I thought was interesting about that, where he talks about earlier how he's, like, Karen Allen was so, like, grief-stricken that it, it, it couldn't be resolved and he had to leave or whatever. Uh-huh. But the way that she speaks to him is like, like, are you back? And I mm. think what it was that, like, he, and he was, was like, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Where the person who was, like, lost was, he was. Yeah. It was him. And I think him going on this adventure yeah. and him, you know, and all of these things and, you know, doing good and all the things, murdering and the things that mm. he's good at, mm. like, that's what kind of brought her back because she, she's seen that he kind of healed through this 
in a way, yeah, yeah. to an extent. If only all wayward husbands could go on a time travel adventure <laughs> and meet Archimedes and then learn that yeah. actually the more valuable things might have actually been in the past and then Phoebe Waller-Bridge punches you in the head and then you get on a plane with the other the other guy's plane yeah. who fell asleep on the plane and he went back in time as well and they get back on his plane and they go back through the time rift yep, yep. and then you go back to your apartment <laughs> in New York and then your wife's there and you're like, oh, I get it now. And I'm gonna if put, only that could happen to every husband. I'm going to put the hat on again. Yeah, I'll put the hat back on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but – because, you know, you see earlier on, like, he's drinking and he's just living history. And that's all he's doing. Like, he's retiring and he's like, I hate this because all I'm escaping through teaching and history yeah, yeah. and all of that. But the kids don't, the kids don't, the kids don't want to hear about they history just, anymore. They want to hear about Archimedes. They want to hear about mm. um, the, the Beatles. They want to hear, hear about, about the Beatles, Beatles and yes. how the Beatles are going to the moon or whatever. That's right. Yeah. I just thought it was, it was. They a, want to hear about Mott the Hoople. <laughs> what? It was a band that David Bowie was in. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, that's all I have. That's all you got? Okay, yeah. But I think it was a... That's the dumbest band I can think of. <laughs> it, was a, it was a nice, quiet, reflective, mm. like a dignified kind of ending to the I character. I want to hear about Dozy, Dicky, <laughs> Mick and Titch. Maybe they would have. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not bombastic. It's, yeah. just a, it's just a guy. That's true. And that's what he is. Anyway, I've got some reviews here, Mason. Mm -hmm. It's from Jim who says, Indy 5, yeah, the de-aging is still a little Mando season 2 finale-esque. And yeah, it's still Nazis, but it's a damn good history adventure, Rob. Aimed at kids, and I wasn't vomiting member berries by the end. Lucasfilm on form. Best movie ever. I just want to be clear. I've just looked it up. Uh, David Bowie wasn't in Mott the Hoople, but he produced one of their albums and he wrote the song All the Young Dudes. So, What about him? They're pretty cool. Oh, well, yeah, yeah great. Yeah, yeah, Is that yeah, a yeah. lyric? Yeah, they're pretty long. All the young dudes, young they're, dudes they're, they're pretty, pretty cool. cool. <laughs> I guess. Tony says, saw Indy 5 last night and it was fine. Pretty generic plot carried by the charm of Ford and Phoebe and their great chemistry together. Best movie ever. Thanks. Uh, even ever thanks to getting the vibe generally right. Xavier says, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny was great. It could have been a nost- nostalgia or because I went in with low expectations, but I really enjoyed it. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, 7 out of 10. Dial of Destiny, 8 out of 10. Temple of Doom, 9 out of 10. Raiders and Last Crusade, 10 out of 10. Whoa. Mafdenek says, just came out of Indiana Jones. Absolutely loved it. Harrison Ford and the entire cast crushed. Some wonky and sappy parts, but that all made it feel authentic. It also made me cry. And more than once, I got uh, nervous going in, but best movie ever. And the Home Video Update podcast said, that was an Indiana Jones-ass Indiana Jones movie. Waste <laughs> of Zorro and the magical drying clothes were odd, but best movie ever. There you go. This is... Uh, this is. I think this is being better received than I thought it would be. Like, yeah. I think there is a consensus yeah. that people seem to sort of like this. I, th- I think so, yeah. Which surprises me, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. I think I I feel like despite some thumbnails you might see. Yeah, I think the review consensus to me seems to be I yeah like like it's better than I thought it was going to be. I think that's probably not like this is incredible. This has blown our minds. I think that maybe if they had come out of cans and been like this is the best thing that's ever happened, Mm. then we probably would have a different conversation. I also think there's probably a backlash that seems to be like, well, if you how good can a movie be if you're only saying it's pretty good? Yeah. Well, it is what it is. Some movies are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, some movies are pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the future before we talk about what happened here? Yes. So, on... Uh, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about the bad box office. I yeah. yeah. On uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge replacing Nina Jones, the Survivor variety, she said, I will replace him. There's a scene where I replaced him through time. Whoa. And I killed him in every movie. Whoa. <laughs> And I whipped him on the dick and his dick came off. <laughs> That's right. Then I took his dick. <laughs> 
I threw it in a river. <laughs> she said. And it sailed down the river and he was like, see you later, Indiana Jones's dick. <laughs> and they were laughing. Yeah. It's a metaphor, but it's also literal, they said. <laughs> I'm Phoebe Waller Bridge. Feminism, that's what she said. And everybody got furious, and they should have. <laughs> this is what these people sound like to us, by the way. Just nonsense. I said there's no replacing. Settle down, is what I'm saying. No replacing Indiana Jones in any way, but I feel like the character herself, she did feel fresh on the page, and there is a sense of is there room in the world for something like this? So I, I do think there's room for a slightly clumsier, bruised, limping female action star, maybe in the future. Um, yeah, we'll see. I don't, maybe off the performance of this, maybe not. There was mm. also a Ravenwood series that was in development. That's right. Marion's father was going to be a prequel. James Mangold also said he had nothing to do with that when they were kind of making it happen, yep. which it isn't happening at the moment. And I'm also glad, um, and I know people have said, like, we want a short round, whatever. Uh-huh. I'm glad he wasn't in this. Yeah. Um, apparently also this was filming at the same time as Everything Everywhere All at Once. So right, even okay, if yeah. he did, it would have he would have turned up at the end of the apartment. Yeah, which would be too many people in too, that apartment. Too many people. It's yeah, yeah, New yeah. York apartment. I'm here too, he would have said. Yeah. Remember me? Yeah. You haven't seen you in 30 years. We but, do. Yeah. Remember me? I'm famous again. I won an Oscar. <laughs> so right. I'm here. Yeah, here's my Oscar, by the way. Here <laughs> it is. How many have you won? I'll just nominate it for Witness. Nothing else? Interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. When was that? The long, 80s. Yeah, long time ago. <laughs> long time ago, man. The 80s, the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, I also think, like, they could just do nothing. Yeah. This could, sure. this could be it. It's okay to have a story that ends sometimes, mm. you know? Imagine a world, Mason. Yeah. All right. And then, anyway, it might be nothing, and I'll talk about why. But All it right. won't be. There will be something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, I know we've talked about it, but there is that thing of, like, the narrative, it's it's woke Kathleen Kennedy, et cetera, and whatever. Mm, sure, sure. I'm sure there is a contingent of fans who don't see this for that reason. Mm. But the the sheer numbers – that's not enough people exactly. who, we, we, who know who Kathleen Kennedy yeah. is. We talk about this all the time, but I think, you know, when people say, oh, my God, this, this movie isn't going to do well without the true DC fans to save it or whatever, it's like that represents the tiniest sliver. If you want to make a billion dollars, if you yep. want to make $2 billion, it can't be just a hardcore fan base who love this character and, and nothing else. You need the general audience, and that's got very yep. little to do with insider politics or, or any of these things. It's just does this appeal to the, the – general audience and it's funny that you say that because this is an old person's property Mm. as in our age and above yes right and i know Uh there are people younger than us who have enjoyed these movies Mm. but on the whole there was newer people to this franchise or even people who used to like it who aren't really on board anymore then they're not interested so this is by thr 42 percent of tickets were bought by those aged 45 and up which included 23% bought by those aged 55 or older. Oh, man. The, the demographic also skews male. And as you said, you need everybody. Mm. If you want to make a billion dollars, yeah. you need everybody or everybody needs to bring their kids like Mario. Yeah, right. It needs uh-huh. to be something like that. Mm. And, and, they, the, and they need to they need to not have any other options. Mm? Like they need to not be like, well, in a couple of weeks we'll just see this on streaming. Exactly. Uh, and, and these days we don't, we don't know, you know. And we've talked about this before, specifically also on, on Big Sandwich where we talked about some Indiana Jones comics this week. Oh, yes. But the thing about the property of Indiana Jones is they've sat on this since 2008. Mm, that's true. The movie happened. There's yeah. been a couple of video games like a long time ago around then. Uh-huh, yeah. And also like some Lego video game stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
But this isn't something that Disney have maintained since they've had it. Yes. There was always the the word that like this was going to happen. It was yeah. one of the early things that they announced. But you can't maintain a fan base on this is going to happen eventually. No. Yeah, over 15 years. And what happened with Star Wars is they slowly built it back up by they did animated series. Mm-hmm. They did games. Well, they sort of. Like yeah. they're doing more now, obviously. They had comics. You know, there was TV series. Like even in the 90s with Indiana yeah. Jones, there was young Indiana Jones the movies were always on all the time forever. Mm-hmm. There was video games for like 10 years straight. And different genres. Different if you genres, like an action game or yeah. a click and, point and click adventure game. I knew Indiana Like I didn't grow up with Indiana Jones. Like I grew up mm. in the 90s really. Mm. And I saw all of this content. Like it was done by the time that we got to yeah, it. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. But it was kept alive. Yeah, and yeah. this is something that has not been Kept yeah. alive. Imagine an animated series in the style of like Clone Wars. Exactly. He's whipping about he's and he's jumping about. about yeah. You, know? you need to kind of get people, like, not saturate necessarily, but uh-huh. you need to, you know, drip feed to like young people and audiences. What and- about in the, the something that kept Doctor Who going for years was uh, audio dramas? What about uh, Indiana Jones audio yep. dramas? That would be perfect because that, you know. And in uh, an adventure, a bold adventurer finding treasure in the in the in the jungles of Peru or whatever. That's what those audio dramas were yep. were back in the day. Before, exactly before TV, it was that kind of stuff. Like, give us give us one of those. Give us a if you can't get Harrison Ford, which you can't, yeah. you get a Harrison Ford sound alike. I completely agree because there is nothing. Even the Indiana Jones comics, which there mm. there's not a, as many as Star Wars. Uh-huh. Because also with the universe of Indiana Jones, you're limited because. Star Wars, you can go anywhere technically. Indiana Jones is a guy. It is the one guy, And so there aren't as many comics, but they didn't even re-release the comics. That's true. They haven't been available unless you want to buy, like, hard copies Mm. for, I I don't know. Have they ever been on Comixology? I don't know. I don't know. They're not now. Yeah. They're certainly not on the front page of Comixology probably. Even if they put these on Disney Plus four years ago, Uh I think that would have helped. People don't. Fucking know this, mm. or they know and they don't care. Yeah. Oh, when I said in the style of the Clone Wars, I meant the original, like the Tartakovsky, like the sound yeah. animated one. Well, either of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're right. Yeah. yeah. So I think also there's a possibility that word of mouth could carry this further than it's going to than, than it's looking to at the moment. Mm. But I just think they dropped the ball on this. Yeah, I think they yeah. were hoping for a. I think they were hoping for a kind of Top Gun Maverick, Maverick yep. style resurgence of like. Oh my god, this is selling by the billions. How does that happen? Well, because yeah. this Tom, isn't Star Wars. No. And because Tom Cruise is, you know, he's kept his profile high and mm-hmm. and uh He's a lunatic. He's a lunatic. But also you know going into like a Tom Cruise movie that he's gonna do a thing, right? That's true, yeah. Whereas going into this He's not gonna do a thing. Harrison's not he gonna might do, a, do thing. a thing. He might do a thing. But you don't have that kind of mm. It's it's just different. It is different. It's different, and you need to treat it differently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyways, so that's some advice for Hollywood out there. It's yeah, different. You got to treat it different. Treat it different. Mm-hmm. Treat it mean. Keep them keen. Also, that's right. That's a good one. That's right. And yeah. go work, go broke. Yeah, obviously. that's obviously that's the obviously yeah yeah. If you could, if you take anything away from this, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're saying. Yeah, notoriously woke franchise, <laughs> the Indiana Jones adventures. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we'd love to know what people think if they are interested. Yeah, uh, in, in tell or don't. Oh, don't sure. Yeah. I mean, you might you might be busy. Yeah. <laughs> Should we move on to the next segment Let's of the show? Let's move on. What is it called? It's called what we read in. Yeah. What we gonna read? Oh my god. I'm doing the thing. What are we reading today? 
Mason, what are you reading? I I'll start. So basically, oh, come on, mate. Claire's currently touring the UK. Oh, here we go. She'll be there for the next. Should we call what you're plugging? Yeah. What you're plugging for? Well, I'm just saying uh, nepotism. This, 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 is it nepotism if it's your wife? Yep. Okay, great. These are the, uh, so she already did her show in London Ooh, on the second. But Big Apple. She's also got one in Exeter on the fourth. She's got Ooh. one in Dublin at Ooh. the Bellow Bar on the sixth. There's one My in goodness. Glasgow at Kingsborough Gardens she's on the eighth. She's gone all over this wide brown land. She's got one of the caves in Edinburgh on July 9th. She's in got, a cave, James. In a cave. She's got one at the Eagle Inn in Manchester on the eleventh of July. She's Manchester. got one in, in Petersfield in Hampshire on the thirteenth. Yep. She's got one on July sixteenth uh, with matrescence author Lucy Jones. Now, basically, it's uh, it's, it's an inc- I think it's an incredible album. It's about like. I don't know what is what, it's what's it about, Mason. You've listened to it a hundred times. Motherhood. It's not just motherhood, Mason. It's mostly about motherhood. No, it's not actually. It's <laughs> about love. It is about. Uh, it's like it's it's folk music, Mason. That's it's kind true. of a folk indie folk pop kind of thing situation. Yeah, no, it is. You're right. Yeah. There we go. Uh, it's also about like love and life. And if mm. you've like, maybe got a partner you want to bring, you don't have to bring a partner. You come by yourself. Like you know what I mean. Any of these, you, mm. you, you could come along. It's if mostly you about to. Avatar too, isn't it? It's, there's a lot of a lot Avatar, of about Avatar too. Yeah, she's not a fan, and she'll tell you all about it. Right. It also doesn't go forever. Like you mm. could turn up this event, and there's not going to be like an hour of preamble or whatever. It's uh, you know, that's a guarantee. That's, that's the a clear guarantee. Talk to guarantee. Well, there will be like you know, some of these do have people that um who are performing support acts, support acts, or like poets and various other people and, and yeah. guest speakers. But it's it's you know, it's you're pretty much straight into it, is what I'm that's saying, right. which is what I love about a concert. Yeah. But if you want to check it out, uh, the dates it's clairetonti.com slash events. Mm, yeah, which I, nice. no, I can't attend any of these because I'm here. That's true. Being a good dad. That's true. And people are like, how are you doing it all, James? How are you surviving? How are you looking after your kids and still working? I'll Bath tell you how. Crystal I'm, meth. No, I'm fucking incredible, Mason. And I'm <laughs> invincible. And I'm going to fucking live forever. You are on bathtub <laughs> crystal meth. <laughs> no, Mason. Not the things that I said. Okay. I'm incredible. That's okay. how I do it. I'm fucking unstoppable. Yeah. Anyway. We've got some bathtub crystal meth vibes going on there. And my kids are watching Detective Pikachu. They are watching that right now, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what are you reading? I am all caught up on... I'll cut you off there, mate. Oh, come on, mate. <laughs> no, go on. Sorry. I'm all caught up on Star Trek Strange New Worlds because the new season's ah. out. Three episodes are out so far. Uh, absolutely delightful. Isn't the previous season on YouTube or something now? Didn't they? Oh, it might be. Didn't they do that? Oh, check it out if it is. It's yeah. a good... Uh, and tell you what, it's it, we've had uh, three episodes. We've had a courtroom drama. Yeah. Which is, a, I, I would say, a classic mainstay of, of, of your Star Trek, especially your old school Star Trek. Sure. Because if you recall, in the end of the last season... No, I haven't Okay, seen well, it. number one, uh, Rebecca Romaine's character, she was, she was going to be on trial for being genetically engineered. Good. Which is illegal. Yeah, good. Uh, and so we had a big courtroom drama. There was a uh, We Have to Go Back in Time to the 21st Century Ooh. episode where... Um, Did they meet um, Kesha? No, they actually don't meet Kesha, no. <laughs> what? Yeah, 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 that's right. Which is... it's Which weird. episode is Kesha in? Every other episode. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah. yeah. They, go, they go back in time and like, God, finally we're away from Kesha. <laughs> um... But you know how – what I thought was interesting is that normally a go back in time to the present day episode is like we've blown the budget. Yeah, sure. You know? So we have to go back – because I actually go back in time to Canada, which is where I assume they filmed <laughs> it. They probably filmed it, yeah. Uh, so it's um, uh, Noonie and Singh and she goes back in time with a parallel universe version of uh, James Kirk. Okay. They, they go back in time and have an adventure because they've got to save the world. And there's also an episode – my favourite bit in it, there's an episode where uh, it's, it's Klingon-focused – the team has to go and uh, rescue one of the characters from a, like an outpost full of Klingons. Yeah. And there's a scene where the medical team, Dr. Mbenga and Nurse Chapel, they're like surrounded by Klingons and they're like, 
well, better do some drugs. And they just like shoot a green, like a like a green chemical in their necks and they just, then it just like ruin everyone. They just, okay. like, they just like clear a room of Klingons because they're like, well, drugs. we're on venom now. So let's just, <laughs> let's just annihilate everyone. It's so super fun. I know like there has been talk of like, New Star Trek is not good or whatever. Right. But this is like really found its I like feet, right? all new Star Trek. Yeah, I even okay. like, I know a lot of people don't like Discovery, but I think I it's watched, good. I also. liked the first season. There you go. And that's all I saw. I Look, I appreciate that there's two arms of Star Trek, one of which is like. I mean, well, Lower Decks is great yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. But like the one that where it's like you, everything's utopian society and everything's great. But then I like Discovery where it's like, well, even if there was a utopian society, people wouldn't. You know, we're, we're, there's bumps along the road, and yeah. a lot of people wouldn't be happy with it anyway. So it'd still be something from the outer regions, which is coming to shoot you. Exactly, mm-hmm. the Gorn. The Gorn. What coming. if the Gorn are there? What if a lizard had to fist yeah. fight you? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now I mentioned this in our review, but we our latest episode of a, the Big Sandwich Comic Book Classic Club or whatever, mm-hmm. we talk about uh, an Indiana Jones comic from the past, and we also talk about the state of Indiana Jones in general. Oh, the absolute state a little, of it. A little bit of what we got into. Mm. Uh, if you are interested, it's it's like our Patreon. There's also like an from the previous week, which is still up. As is all the stuff we put up. There's a huge back catalogue. That's right. We played a couple of Indiana Jones games, and it's an hour long. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Which is time enough to finish one of those games, I reckon. At least one. Mm. Oh, I also, uh, and you watched as well the second episode of Secret Invasion. I did. What did you think? It's all right. Okay. I thought it was an improvement on the first episode. Sure. I thought there, there's a scene between Rhodey and Nick Fury, which I thought was especially that was good. good. Yeah. This just, it's not it's not action-packed, but it's, it's just. scroll. Exactly. And a lot of people I, I, I saw uh, on Twitter were like, oh, all the stuff Rhodey's saying, he must be a scroll. Mm. And I'm like. Just sounded like Rhodey. Yeah. That's exactly what he's like. He's kind of mean he's and kind of, right. He's kind of mean and right. But he's also the first guy to be like, well, I think everybody should be in jail. You know? And that's exactly what it's like. Remember? Yeah. Remember, when he, remember in Civil War where he shows up and he's like, you're under arrest, Captain America. Yeah. You're probably a bad guy now. Yeah. You're going to jail. Well, I agree with Captain America, actually. Wow. Yeah, that's just my point that wow. I was making. Wow. Because, you know, in the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. You know, you, 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 you're allowed to go just, just fly off and do whatever. That's true, yeah. Because there's always a secret something. Yes. And you can't be waiting for a document to come through. That's exactly right. Yeah, you when know? you've got lasers and so forth. You've got lasers and such. Mm. Anything else or should we do letters? I think we should do letters. Is there something else I've watched this week? I Probably know, not. Mason. There's no way of knowing, is there? Yeah. Okay, let's just do letters. I finished Silo. It's a good show. Oh, right. That's yeah. also good. I was going to say that's also got Rebecca Ferguson, but we haven't. We well, it haven't does. Been, we haven't been talking about Rebecca Ferguson. But there is a new uh, there is a new Mission Impossible movie coming. She's out. probably in that. She's definitely in that. She's probably. Got an She's definitely in it. She's got She's an probably in it. Yeah. Anyway, his letters. The classic one was letters. Oh letters, we love you. Some letters. They're only a day. Ah, why? We're going to hear right now. We're going to do letters. The letter segment is that right? Absolutely. That Am I reading that correctly? That is the letter segment. That's correct. Am I reading that sign that you've put up on the wall, Mason? That's exactly it says right. Letter segment. That's right. Great. You're absolutely right. Tell me the truth, Mason. Okay. Can you send an email to weeklyplanetpod at gmail Yeah, and not only I can do it, other people can do it too. Tell me a second piece of truth. Well, here's you, a second. Can you also hashtag weeklyplanetpod if you haven't exceeded your Twitter limit? I cannot tell a lie. Yes, you can. Great. For now. For now. For now. Hey, speaking of Mission Impossibles, yeah. uh, here's an email from uh, Teo Salonen. Okay. Sometimes I read out a full name and I'm like, am I doxing someone? And then I'm like, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> just move. And they say, yeah, just move. They say, did you know there is a Finnish singer in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol? 
Hi, I'm Taya, a long-time listener from Finland. I didn't know this. No, neither did I. Anyway, I watched your most recent Caravan of Garbage about Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. We're doing it. Bit- and big stunts are back. That's right. Uh, banger of a video, but did you know that main villain's henchman is a Finnish singer-actor, Samuli Edelman? No. He had a notable career in Finnish music and film scene, and this is without question his biggest role, although he does not have any lines. Uh, but in Finland, he's not remembered for being the only guy from his country to be in a Mission Impossible movie, but everybody remembers that he jumped from Finland to Sweden, a cruise ship, during the 90s just for laughs and waited in the ocean to be rescued. The ship's <laughs> captain gave him a lifelong ban to set foot on that ship. Hence, there is a term in Finnish language to do the Edelmans, which means jumping off a boat. Is this all a lie? It could all be a lie, <laughs> but it sounds very Finnish, doesn't it? Sounds very Finnish. It seems very Nokia, doesn't it? Let's see if this has a strong Finnish. Go on. Um... It doesn't, but I, my question to you, James, is <laughs> the question I posit. A question I posit to you. Thank you for your email, Taylor. Yeah. Uh, who's your favorite singer who appear or like musician who's in like a movie or a TV series? Who's your oh, Who's your favorite? Well, The Mask, two, where Jamie Kennedy does that really sad oh, musical number. Okay, so you're saying your favorite musician in a movie <laughs> is Jamie Kennedy in the, the movie The Mask, Son of the uh, Mask. Maybe. Bowie in The Prestige. Yep, that's great. Yeah, tremendous. Well, an, I know people might say Labyrinth. But yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but that's great. I mean, and also that's like that's pitched exactly. Yeah. Like he's that's such a Bowie role. What about Tom Waits in Dracula? That's I was going to say Tom Waits is, would be my pick, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. love, love a bit of Tom Waits. The other ones? Sure. What about Eminem in Eight Mile? What about Chris? Who goes, I've eaten all this spaghetti. Who wants <laughs> to rap battle me right now? Bearing in mind, I'm going to vomit spaghetti on you. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you'll do it too. <laughs> That was the secret. His winning. arms are weak yeah. from all the spaghetti he's been shoveling into his mouth. That's right. He can't cover his mouth when he vomits the spaghetti. <laughs> what about Creed Bratton in uh, in The Office? Oh, yeah. Who's just Creed. Like, it's just that's him? The, it's just, yeah. He was in town recently just to do music. I'm, I missed out on tickets. I like, but. yeah, that's mm. cool. I, mm. I like that character and that guy, though I don't know anything about him. Mm, same. Uh, what about Madonna in Bond? What about Madonna in Dick Tracy? Mm, sure. Good mm. movie. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Uh, I'm just quickly Googling best musicians in film. Well, mine is never going to change. It's going to be Tom Waits. Uh, Lady Gaga is good in um, Star is Born. Oh, yeah, that's and true. And probably other things that she's in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, well you don't be, have to know, James. I don't have to know and I won't know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Jennifer Hudson's good in things. Mm. 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 Well, mm. well that's, and that's all she wrote. That's right. Uh, Mason, I've got a tweet here. Go on. From Jamie, who says, hashtag weekly planet pod. I'm re-watching Temple of Doom and it's just occurred to me for the first time in 30 years that for the, that for the number of villages in the village, the child ratio in the mines are fucking mental. Was it 10 <laughs> kids per family? Potentially, yes. Yeah, I would say so, yeah. <laughs> because that, that's the whole vibe of a, that village, Absolutely, right? That era, what else could you do? Like, I mean, that era. Yeah. But like in that, in that, in that time period that they were supposedly living in, Yeah. what else could you do? Exactly. You know? Do you think um, the village... You couldn't watch Red Notice, could you? No. Well, probably. You could, re-en- been, you could, re- been away. You could reenact Red Notice. Yeah, that's fine. No. Do you think, though, in that movie, as soon as Indiana Jones left, but, yes. did the village come back to life then? Because he was gone for a few weeks and it would have been a while for the greenery and the fruit to kick in, right? Okay. So it would have been like at least a month, I feel like, before between he came back. So like they because they're like, we knew you were coming back because all the fucking tr- fruit came back or whatever. Oh. Remember? Yeah, but I don't know. Mm. There's no way of knowing. Yeah. Mm. Good movie. Mm. And forsooth, you were husband and wife the whole time. Verily, they're recreating Red Notice. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, they got the biggest guy in the village to be the rock. <laughs> we were. Mm. 
Uh, great stuff. Thank you, yeah. JB. What do you got? Uh, this is from Zachary. Yeah. What happened to Austin Powers? Oh, he's fucking dead. <laughs> I want a sad Austin Powers yeah, five right? in the style yeah, of yeah. Indiana Jones. Just skip to five. Skip to five. In the style of Indiana yeah. Jones. Skip to five in the style of Leonard Part Six, <laughs> starring Bill Cosby. <laughs> uh, hi, James and Meso. Uh, been a fan of the pod for many years. Whoa. Uh, growing up, I always got a good kick out of watching the Austin Powers movies. It's interesting, for every present-day movie, there seems to be about 100 YouTube video essays, but it seems the Austin Powers movies have been forgotten. Uh, curious to hear your thoughts about and why perhaps the Austin Powers movies haven't resonated with today's audiences or perhaps stood the test of time. Because uh, they're just old comedies now at this point, I yeah, think. Yeah, comedy doesn't age particularly well, yeah. does it? You know, I mean, if you look at, like, comedies from any era, like yeah. not a lot of them really stick around. Uh-huh. And they were, you know, there was a very specific British kind of also pop culture phenomenon. Right. Because uh-huh. there was, you know, there was, like, there was Spice Oasis. Girls and Oasis and... Cold play. Cool Britannia. Cool Britannia, they call it, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it is probably, even though it is like a genre comedy, it's a spy comedy, Mm. uh, but comedy doesn't age. good jokes in this Yeah, I mean, comedy doesn't age particularly well, oftentimes because. Too horny. Too horny and like a lot of stuff, a lot of jokes don't age well. Like a lot of stuff where it's like, well, it wasn't appropriate then, but everybody, we all thought it was appropriate. Mm. So we're going to say these jokes that aren't cool anymore. Or so the they references kind of have... like, and also it's been done a hundred times mm. since or yeah, a variation yeah, yeah. on that. Yeah. Also it gets memed and impersonated to death. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think there is de- there would be room for something for him to come back. I, I also wonder be somewhat yeah, open to because it. Because these like sometimes you'll see on Twitter somebody throwing an Austin Powers party or something like that yeah. where it's because it's ironic mm. because it's so. It was, and it was always ironic. Was it? Yeah, but now it's like so uncool that it's cool again. Yeah. But it's not cool, but it's like it's fun to do it ironically. So maybe we have to just reach a certain time yeah. where it would be like, okay, we've got to, we're doing this again, are we? But also, mm. um, Mike Myers doesn't want to do Austin Powers again. I don't I think. think he'd, I think he's been, he has been talk. he has talked about it over the years, but also he's had a few things that like the Love Guru didn't do well. That's he's another. He's been in some yeah. stuff. That's another thing I think he as well. He did the Pentaverinth. He did the Pentaverinth. Whatever it was on Netflix. Yeah, yeah you know, you're right. Didn't love. Um, I think you're probably right. If he'd had a string of hits, yeah. I think people would be like, oh, my God, Austin, uh, you know, they go, oh, my, the new Mike Myers thing's incredible. And mm. remember uh, Austin Powers? Yeah. And we go, oh, yeah, of course. But the fact that it's sort of we, we look we look back on them less fondly because we go, well, that wasn't great and that wasn't great. So maybe those ones Made me great. too horny, actually. Maybe too horny, baby. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It also felt like by the end it had, had, had run its course. That's true. Like you're watching that third one, you're like, oh, yeah, all these jokes, they've, they're doing them again. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, but make another one. It's not my money. This is from <laughs> Danny Boy Repipes who says, hashtag Weekly Planet Pod. Hey, Wikipedia Brown and at Mr. Sunday Movies. Do you ever eat so much peanut butter that it closes your airway and you're seconds away from death as you scramble for something to drink? I certainly don't. I certainly didn't do it again just now. Uh, no, I don't do that. I'm, no, just, built, that. I'm just built different actually. Yeah. So I also, can... you, if, if you have done this, your peanut butter is too dry. You want to get like a, a wet peanut butter. A wet, no, an oilier peanut butter, I would say. I reckon you should probably like just spoon out half the peanut butter and then put in half water. Yep. And then just sort of shake it around a bit. Okay. And, and then drink you, it. Yeah, then drink it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I can tell you the best brand of peanut butter. Let me just find it. Oh, yeah. It's one of your fancy artisanal ones, isn't it? It is a bit, yeah. Here we go. It's uh, called Ridiculously Delicious, it's 100% Australian old fashioned peanut butter. It comes in chunky, smooth, and extra chunky. Um, it, it is about eight to nine dollars a jar. Use it sparingly. <laughs> That's right. Um, yep, yep. It's very good. Okay. And it tastes, and it's all like, again, it's just pure peanut butter. There's mm. not a bunch of weird shit in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here's an email from Goha. 
One Piece. One Piece? Hi, James and May. So I saw it, the trailer. About a year ago, One Piece beat Batman for total number of copies sold and is now only behind Superman for the best-selling comic book of all time. Considering Superman has quite a bit of a head start of Luffy, whom I'm assuming is the main character from One assuming? Piece. Assuming? You don't need to tell me that. <laughs> it seems inevitable that before the series ends, it will dethrone Superman. That being said, there's a new One Piece live-action Netflix series starting in August. Yeah. Uh, this one looks promising. Would you guys ever consider reviewing the show? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we don't know. Anything. We'd, we'd have to do it from the perspective of there are a lot of people who listen who are massive fans of this, mm. the, the, the the manga and the anime and et cetera. If I could put aside my character, guy who knows everything about anime. You may. I don't know anything about this property other than mm. he's got a straw hat and he's always running in. Yeah. Also, it is fast. The, only, the thing that I find fascinating is all I really know about One Piece is it's one of, I think it might be the longest running, it may be the longest running Manga, yeah, or maybe. close to, yeah. uh, of all time, mm. and it's being made by Netflix, who are going to cancel this series after yeah. one season, no matter what. And also, like, so gonna, who's gonna who is wants it going to look like like a lot of the other Netflix stuff, mm. i.e., like shit? <laughs> it's, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there's that weird look. Yeah, you can't even. It's got a color, weird color yeah. tone to it. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, I mean, I come. I, I'm saying this from the perspective of somebody who liked. Um, Cowboy Bebop, the, yeah, the, sure. the Netflix series. Well, not but. everybody hated that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, you did. I did. Didn't? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I haven't got any more, but if you've got any more. I don't have any more. Well, let's, let's shut up. <laughs> let's, can I finish? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll end the show and then we'll shut then up. Then we'll shut up. Thank God we can finally shut up. Yeah. Folks, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. We wouldn't be here without the wonderful listeners. No. Nope. I mean, we might be, but there would be less I hate that equipment. they have that hold over us. Right? That power. We're gonna get them. We're gonna get them one at a time. We'll get them with bad opinions about One Piece. That'll get rid of a lot of the listener base, I think. Yep, yep, yep. Then it's just the dregs. Uh, folks, thank you uh, for uh, subscribing to the podcast. Thank you for telling your friends about the podcast. That's right. Thank you for leaving a five-star review on your podcast catcher of choice. You can just do it in app. It's wonderful that people can do that. And this if is... you do it, James reads them out. You better believe it. This one's from friend with two N's and two D's. Uh, giving us five stars. Anything less, I will not be reading it out. Again, right. you can say literally anything. I'll read it out. That's as long true. As five stars. Fifty percent family friendly. My favorite pod, pod by far. Would recommend to anybody who's into movies and fun banter and silly commentary. The hosts James and myself have great chemistry and expertly balanced humor and substance. It's also my kids' favorite pod, which is impressive. Given I only let them listen when Mesa was speaking. Can't say <laughs> for certain what they'll think when they hear James for the first time. Thank you, friend. It's from Beekeeper One Thousand who says, "I love you." I love you. And that's Is he talking it. to his bees? I don't know. He's probably just talking to his bees, but it doesn't matter because he's given us five stars. That's right. It's irrelevant who you're talking to. That's exactly right. If you want to get into contact with the show, you can go to uh, weeklyplanetpod at gmail, at Facebook or Twitter or Bandcamp. You can go to the Planet Broadcasting Great Mates Facebook group. You can go ah. to the uh, Weekly Planet Podcast subreddit and Discord where you can have some good time, fun, and civil discussions about podcast and pop culture. Thank you to uh, Sarabi and Maisie Ooh. and Fidel uh, for uh, for doing for doing all the uh, the admin. And How do they do it? Them, uh, computers, I think. Yeah, it's probably a computer. Yeah, it's probably, probably a shared computer that we sent them. That's exactly right. In bits. Yes. That to assemble themselves. <laughs> uh, thank you then for the doing doing all the great mod stuff that Definitely. they do. Uh, if you want to follow some people on the socials, first follow our friend Rob Collings, who edits this podcast and makes videos and does all sorts of social media stuff, uh, keeping this, keeping all the Weekly Planet news in your feed. You can follow him at keeping Ro- the ducks in a row, keeping all those ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. At Raw Collings on Twitter, at the Weekly Planet on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Wikipedia Brown. You can follow me on Instagram at Nick Maso. James is Mister Sunday Movies everywhere. All Ooh. this is in the episode description. You can just, you just 
Give the old click around. Have a look. Give the old click around. Tell us what you I'm think concerned. of it. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Mr. Sunday Movies. Chuck in a buck or a man you would not miss. Or you can go to bigsandwich.co. Sign up for nine US dollars per month. You get bonus podcasts. You get movie commentaries. You get early videos. You get video game Let's Plays. What a time we're having over there, James. What I completely agree. It's, and there's so much content, Mason. So much content. I love content. Yeah. Uh, if you want to buy some T-shirts, you can go to uh, tpublic.com. Search for the Weekly yeah. Planet. You'd buy any T-shirts over there, I reckon. Name one. Weekly Planet. That T-shirt. one's there, yep. Yeah, nice. That's it. There's yeah. just one. Yep, nice. yeah, Get him fast. Uh, thank you to the Brute and the Basilisk and Rackham for all our musical themes. Next week, what's happening next week? It's a bit another big movie, isn't it? Uh, no, week after is Mission Impossible. Next oh, yeah. week we will do Snake Eyes, things we didn't get to it this week. I love that. We ran a little long on Indiana Jones. No, that's true. So, uh, mm. get you, I mean, people have already watched it, but if you want to give it a rewatch. Get your copy ready. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's on Paramount Plus probably. <laughs> probably. Netflix, it's probably on everything. Yeah. But it's on everything. Get in there before they do that inevitable Transformers crossover. That's exactly With all the right. characters from Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. Yep. Storm Shadow. A girl. Is Mission Impossible not out this week? No. I think it it is. I think it's, isn't it July 5 or something? July 5, you wish. You wish, Mason. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think it might be. That says 12, but I think we're getting it earlier in Australia. Um... Walk the red carpet Monday, June, July third. Oh, we well, missed I'm, that, didn't we? Well, I'm thinking about something else then, maybe. Well, no, it's because they're doing the the tour. So uh, the guy, pro- Tom Cruise, has probably already left Australia. We could we could talk release about release date Saturday, eighth of July. Okay, so we could see it early. Could see it early. Yeah, see how we go. See how we we'll go. Do snake, we've got to do Snake Eyes though. Yeah. So. we might do Mission Impossible next week, but probably not because maybe not everybody will get a chance to well, see it. Definitely tell you what, what you should do: buy your tickets for Mission Impossible and yep. then watch Snake Eyes in the theater. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. All right, thanks, everyone. Grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. And goodbye. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.